Bit of a harsh cutoff there. <laughs> Let's grind through the end of the week. It's time for the Grinding Gear Podcast. I'm Garrett. He's Kyle. Hello. <laughs> I am exacerbated. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, well, it's, it's the middle of February, so uh, grats, you're over the month hump. If you want to throw the whole month in the trash, you're over halfway there. You haven't, you haven't, you don't, you don't watch or have, not, not that you don't watch. That makes it seem like you're against it. You have not partaken of the okay. sketch comedy show. I think you should leave, correct? I've never Netflix? heard of it. I think you should yeah, leave no, on Netflix. Yeah. No. Uh, you should hear of it. Please, please go watch it. It's like 12 minute episodes of little sketch comedy bits. You like Tim and Eric. You would like, you would like, I think you should leave. Sure. Well, yeah. Tim and Eric is like um, Napoleon Dynamite. You know, it, it aged well, but in practice, it was not something I welcomed on my adult swim rotation while raiding. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. I it, the Tim and Eric was something I didn't appreciate at the time and have, have like kind of grown to love as I get yeah. older. Um, kind of like uh, uh, top 40 songs from the early 2000s. You know, at the time I was too cool for school. If it ain't punk, I don't want to listen to it. And now I hear Usher's Yeah and I'm dancing. I'm, oh, I'm wow. pumped instantly oh, i have wow. so Maybe. much nostalgia for the top 40 songs of my youth <laughs> and i hated them at the time making making some strong statements at the top of a strong statement show oh do, yeah man um but my point with <laughs> i think you should leave is you would not under you wouldn't catch the reference if i said i don't want to be here anymore uh i mean i i can get the feeling <laughs> Far, Farnsworth, Farnsworth. I don't live. On, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Yeah. I don't, don't want to live on this planet anymore. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 yeah. It's, <clears throat> uh, it's specifically like uh, yeah. It's a just a a, a a complete shutdown. Uh, Kyle, I think I I think I got scammed. No, nah. I think I legitimately got scammed. You're aware. You're aware. I don't think I've talked about this on the show, but you're no. aware of this. You're aware of this. Yeah. Uh, so I've been, you know. Over the past many years, I've been doing more and more videography and less and less graphic design. Those of you that know me personally know I, I do this. I make content for a living, but I also take contract work. Used to be graphic design. Now I'm doing more and more video work as I have learned much and more about video. And I see the videos that's being produced for other people and go, hey, I could do a better job than that. <laughs> you should hire me instead. I've been getting, uh, you know, uh, I've been getting more local work. And uh, recently uh, found out I would be doing quite a bit of work in Orlando. Uh, you know, I landed a contract. I'm like, hell yeah, it's a good contract. Good job. Get to break it up over the course of months. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to have to do about a two hour drive every time I need to go out and shoot something for this. I don't want to put those miles on my, on my car that I like. I'm a, I'm a buy something with a little more space. That's cheap that I don't care if someone dings it in a parking lot. And I don't care if I put miles on it. The grocery getter, as you referred to the it grocery time. getter. Yes. Yes. Kenny and I both have two door cars because we work from home. We drive rarely. We like cars. We got ourselves two fun cars because we don't need really need space. We don't really need it. Now I do. So, yeah, I went on the old Facebook marketplace. Went on the Facebook marketplace. I've been hunting for about the last month or so because I knew this was coming up. I'm trying to find a reasonably priced truck and or SUV which if you are in the car market, you know, it's kind of an oxymoron. The prices of trucks are utterly absurd. However, 
probably too much information, but my dad runs an extermination company in his entire fleet. <laughs> is Nissan trucks and they have routinely made it to like 300,000 miles without issue. So I'm like, I'm gonna find myself an old Nissan truck or SUV that has the same powertrain as my dad's truck. That's like maybe just over the hundred thousand mile mark. Cause I could probably get that for a deal. And I know it's probably got at least another hundred thousand miles in it. If not another 200,000 miles, I found a Nissan Xterra, which will mean nothing to you unless you know what a Nissan Xterra is, but it's, it's, they took their truck and they just made it an SUV. It's a truck body. It just got a back on it so I can lock my expensive camera gear inside as opposed to having it in an open truck bed. Go check it out. Take it for a test drive. I'm not a whiz when it comes to vehicles, but I, I would say I know more than the average person when it comes to cars. So got underneath it with a light. There was no rust, a little bit of surface rust. Oil looked surprisingly good. Oh my God. I think these people actually took care of this or they just got to change right before this, but whatever the case, at least they're making an effort. Tires still have some life left on them. Interior doesn't smell like smoke. Took it for a test drive. Sounded great. Drove great. Stopped on a dime. I say, all right, sir, I will buy your vehicle. And I brought it home this weekend. That's what I did with my weekend, Kyle. I, I went and privately purchased the vehicle for the first time. I usually, I usually don't. I usually go to a dealer and uh, uh, Sunday wouldn't start, wouldn't start up. I want to move it to clean it. I was going to give it a wash. Couldn't, couldn't start it up. Eventually got to start it up because like the battery terminal was loose. I'm like, okay, that must be my problem. Took it in today because there was a nail in the tire. It's uh, currently stranded as we speak at a, uh, a Sam's club. Because uh, it won't start again, and the battery's fine. The starter is getting power. The alternator was replaced in the last year. And Kyle, here's the kicker: I go to I go to message the individual I purchase this from again. Purchase it through the Facebook Marketplace. This message cannot be delivered. Mm. Yeah, account mm. still exists. I can't view the account. Oh. I can't view the account still there, but I can't view it. Dude, a dude, uh, dude blocked me on Facebook after selling me his uh, oh. problematic Nissan. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. Contact fate. And they own a marketplace. Do they have people? If you don't pay through the marketplace, there's really nothing they can do. Oh, okay. So it's it's one of those. It's just a yeah. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I and to the chat is like report report. I have her. Oh, believe me, it has been as reported mm. as it as it can be on Facebook. Yeah, Ooh. it has definitely been reported. Um, but yeah, it's not full on scam because the the title was legit. Like I was sure, able to you, successfully you like I I was able to successfully claim ownership of the car, uh, but. Yeah, just uh, keep finding weird thing. Also, dude, they found like washers in the in the lug nuts. Like they're like, first of all, two of your studs are bad. Um, and then we took the nuts off, and there's washers underneath yeah. the nuts. And they're like, we mm. don't even know why they put these. Th- you don't do that. You never do that. You don't put yeah, a washer. Put on, don't put. You don't put on washers your... underneath lug nuts. Okay. You, you don't do that. So. uh so yeah, Florida doesn't have lemon law. It's an old car. Usually, my understanding is with this type of stuff, it's like as as is, like you know, buyer mm. beware sort of thing. So anyway, um, 
talked to a lovely tow truck driver. It's covered by my insurance. <laughs> I asked the tow truck driver, I was like, hey, um, you know, I, I don't live that far. Is it okay if I go home and I just leave the, the key for you and you take it to Nissan? And he's like, oh yeah, no problem. We do that all the time. So I get to sit here in the comfort of my AC talking to you while the family shit box gets picked up from Sam's Club and taken to the closest Nissan dealership. <laughs> Literally just happened. Okay, I, it is, so yeah, I ju- I ju- as we're talking, news. I got a text that says it is successfully, but we just dropped off at Nissan. And I'm like, wow. All right. So yeah, I've, um, this is why I have trust issues. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Not- All right. Well, you know what? I am determined to cheer up your day with video game talk. Oh, let's do it, man. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. I'll <laughs> say well, you and I have both been sick the whole week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's not yeah. COVID for everyone who they've every time. If, no. you make, if you make content and you mention you're sick, everyone's like, this is COVID. No, it's not. Uh, uh, mine was yeah. bronchitis and an ear infection and yours is just a cold, but we Yeah. Mine, mine is the target cough. You can hear it coming down the aisle from you. Some kid yeah. will be barking and you just, you can hear them closing in yep. like the jaws theme. And yep. you're just like, mm-hmm. and then, Yep, we were at a playground. Kid walked yep. right up. Yep. By chance, both my son and this kid had the same Bowser toy that day, and the kids just boah, boah, over and over, just like bark coughing. But <laughs> kids you know, love to share, fir- man. Kids after the first cough, you're just like, you know what? I'm already doomed. Like, just they both happen to have the same toy. He's gonna have the best time of his life. Like, let's just let's just ride this. So just, yeah. yeah, just grow that immune system. I can't just build say, it up. I, I can't say yesterday was Valentine's Day, right? No, two days no, ago. No, two, two days, days ago. ago. That was also Dang. cursed. My Valentine's went up in flames. I've been sick all week, uh, and I'm pretty sure I got scammed uh-huh. on a truck purchase. Um, so yeah, I've, if if I sound a little winded, uh, that's what's going. I like you were like, do you want to postpone? I'm like, you know what sounds fun right now? Bullshit with my buddy Kyle. That's what yeah. sounds fun right now. I agree. Well, well, for yeah. Valentine's Day, I was up way too late. I built cheap, cheap beach. I bet I got all the tracks out, all of our tracks and hot wheels up cheap, cheap beach. I had little fake trees that I had pasted on a table, you know, with some tape. I made little cheap, cheaps, little, you know, bird fish things kind of jumping over on, on paper. I drew them and I cut them out and I made a launcher set up so we could launch these Mario Kart cars that hot wheels makes right now. They're amazing. Like, honestly, the you hot talked wheels- them up so much that I want one. Dude, they're at like they're they're little tiny Hot Wheels, and they fit on the tracks, but they are amazingly weighted. And then on top of them is a little figure, you know, a little Mario Bowser, Dry Bone, something like that, that you can use a little triangle screw to change out. So you have different cards, and then you can move the characters around as you want. And the characters are light, light plastic, and the carts themselves are heavy metal piece of die cast, you know. Yeah. So they they take turns like champs. They don't just blah, 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 out of there, and I got them the four pack. You know, now we have Bowser, Dry Bones, Shy Guy, and Koopa Troopa. And before we had uh, Tanuki, Mario, and Toad. In case anyone so, wanted to know where their Patreon subscription is going. Yes. Yeah. In case you were, in case you were curious, like, you know, I worry sometimes what I'm funding. You were funding Cheap Cheap <laughs> Beach, which was heavily requested yeah. and uh, executed well upon. And that was the that was the Valentine's Day gift to to my son, and and he kept it up the past two days. It was amazing, uh, but I was up way way too late building that, and woke up the next morning with 
the target cough, as you were. So we're uh, <laughs> you call it the target cough, dude. It's I mean, just go to your target. It's there like you can have it might be a little different because like moisture and Pacific Northwest, you know, Florida coughs probably sound a bit different, uh, you know, more humidity in the air to change the sound vibrations or whatever. But man, like, uh, they, you know, it, it's Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels has some games they play. There is not a single time I don't go into the toy aisle and there's not a grown adult looking kind of nervous going through the Hot Wheels cars with their phone out. Because it's a grab bag. You know, you, you can't if you go to Amazon right now and you're like, I would like Cosmic Coop and hit enter like 15 bucks. It's a dollar and 15 car. Right. But it'll cost you 15 bucks on Amazon because someone I, I went recently, to Target. I, re- I recently found out they did a, a limited Hot Wheels release for my my favorite professional drift driver. OK, yeah. And nice. like the card itself was even like in the package. The card was custom and like had his livery. Uh, Kyle, a livery is, uh, is okay. the design around a race car. Like uh, you, you ever turn on uh, like stickers. Uh, you love cars. Uh, Lightning McQueen, the rusties yeah. with the red and the yellow with his number oh, sure. and the lightning bolt. That would be called a livery. Is that is it the full like wrap the like the full wrap, wrap the whole seal? thing the whole thing because okay. they're usually designed all at once like it's not individual stickers okay. for every sponsor usually it's one big wrap because you are required to have all your sponsors on there so you try and incorporate it into the design. Sure. Okay. Have you seen Cars Three, where Lightning McQueen no. finds his youth again and his livery rips off him in the woods? Uh, no, no, I've not seen. Revealing Cars 3. his old paint job I, underneath. I, I didn't love Cars Two, so I didn't see. Well, Cars don't 3. get don't do not judge on the absolute insanity that was Cars Two. Cars Two was the most violent, strange, heavy gun Bond movie I've ever seen. It is. It, but Cars 2 also bizarre. has a wonderful scene with the three Japanese cars with the underglow uh, going by, I think, the semi-truck? No, no, that's the first one. That's the that's first, the first one. one. Never mind. Okay, yeah. then Cars 2 yeah. has... Cars 2 is Rod, meritless, um, though. Never mind. Meritless. Not Cars- Rod DJ. Yeah, they're all there. They, 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 they got ourselves a nodder, and they, you know, push the truck off the road. My opinion, with, um, uh, Pixar has, has problems with, with twos. Uh, my least favorite Toy Story. Uh, <gasps> I'm a fan. I don't like, I don't, I don't mind it, but three, three and one are just infinitely better. No, three is just sad. The two is fun. Three two, is, two. three is, is everyone, everyone in our community. We are here for the power of friendship known as Final Fantasy 14. Sure. Toy Story three is Pixar's anime. It is the power of friendship. I like to, I like to. Oh, also what he's like. Woody's not like a huge dick. And that that's the like as an adult, you, you're like Woody has a, a a journey he's going on. And as a kid, you're like, you know what? Yeah. You know, I meet people on the playground all the time. I don't like. And sometimes you turn that around. But as an adult, you're like, Woody, you are responsible for these people. You you are getting the buddy system going. You are king of this castle and you treat a newcomer like that. You're a jerk, Woody. You're a straight up jerk. I'm with you on that about the about one, but also as like one is just such a tight script. You gotta respect it. They 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 know sure. their archetypes that they're playing with, and they play their parts perfectly. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's it's a it's a damn it's a damn tight script. I don't know how this intro ended up being the way it Escalation. is, but I thank it, you it, for it. I, I, I was about to talk. This, how, uh, this you is know, some S tier podcasting right here. This they is got most- a game. 
Hot Wheels plays a game with you because they start you with that dollar fifteen. You know, it's no big deal. It's just a little die cast here, a little die cast there. NBD. And then then they're like, you know, what about monster trucks? You'll probably already own two Hot Wheels tracks. You know, you just paste those two together with some tape and, and you've got yourself a monster truck track. You know, what three three eighty nine. No, no big deal, no big deal. Why not? And now we're now we're on to Mario Kart that are about six bucks ago for each of each little uh, you know, die cast little Koopa Troopa dude. <laughs> Also, shout out to our uh, wonderful live chat right now, which uh, this was not our intention, but uh, my car repairs have been donated towards and your uh, toy car purchases have been donated towards. Thank you, Vernacular Ham, Baggins Wolf, and Banshee Cord. Uh, We were not not fishing for donations, but we appreciate them. (laughs) Fabulous. Fabulous. Uh, it'll, It'll go to the very cause this weekend. Yes, indeed. Indeed it will. Uh, but yeah, man, um, I'm glad, I'm glad the toys are, are, are working. Oh, the whole reason I brought up that one Hot Wheels that I was looking at is I was like, oh, I didn't know they made this. I'm going to go find one on eBay. $55. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's the grab bag. Like they, the stores literally don't know what they're going to get. So in terms of like, like dad, son adventures, it's great because we just kind of like set out. We're like, okay, Walmart's targets. Like, where are we going today? We've got our list all written out. Oh, zombie mega Rex is on the list today. Sweet, sweet, sweet. My man, you know, you write that down and you know, you go in there and you try to find four hair. <laughs> there's been and a lot of a uh, whole adventure. There's been a lot of building of the, uh, the mythos of, uh, uh, my mom in our community this week. And, uh, uh, she, uh, she was like that every once in a while, there'd be like a toy. I was kind of like obsessed with finding and we just couldn't find it anywhere. Like I distinctly remember at one point they came out with earthworm gym toys. Mm-hmm. I loved yeah, earthworm gym. I loved that freaking game and the, and the short lived cartoon and we couldn't find them anywhere. And my mom just went on this tear of calling like any place she could think of that yeah. might have it. And I think this was a multi-week thing. And one day I came home and she surprised me with it. And I was, I just like lost my mind. It wasn't a birthday. It wasn't, it wasn't Christmas. It was just like random active, awesome kind of motherness. (laughs) And yeah, she like every, every once in a while, there's a couple of those, but that's, that's the big one I remember. Whereas, and then, and then she would start to tell me and I got really invested in it. She'd be like, okay, this place gets shipments on this day. (laughs) She would find out how they got their toys, when they got their toys. And as a kid, I found that really fascinating. But, uh, yeah, vote here for Garrett's mom on the next podcast. Hey, you know, I could probably, maybe not the next one, but I could probably get mom on here at some point. I send her the clip, everybody. If you missed the clip, go to my Twitter. There was a wonderful little clip. I told the story on stream, uh, back on Valentine's day and, uh, it made our good friend Kyle here, everybody a little misty eyed. Yeah. It was about my mom and, uh, I clipped it out and I sent it to mom cause her birthday was, uh, yesterday and, oh, cute. uh, I, uh, yeah. It worked. You did good. You it did good. had the yeah. intended effect. She really appreciated it. So awesome. Yeah. And uh, I would really appreciate talking about some video games. So let's do you want to yeah. get to this week's news. Absolutely. Good, 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 good. Oh, great news, everyone. Shove it. Kyle, what is Wild Heart? Oh, it's that, that the thing. It's the Monster Hunter EA game thing that we, we talked about. We a talked while about ago. it. Yeah, it was it was the clip at the top oh, of the show today. It's not. Oh, it's not Monster Hunter. Yes, this is the not Monster Hunter. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, it is. It is out as of today. What the butts? I'm sorry. I just googled it. I went to. I I did Wild Heart game. Went to mm-hmm. images. I'm getting 
overly sexualized Resident Evil 3 covers for sale on eBay as the first few things that pop up. What is happening? What did you type in? I typed in Wild Heart Game, so, and I'm seeing... So I can see this for my own, you know, important I'm investigation. I'm seeing scantily clad Resident Evil characters up uh, in the I'm, in the sponsored... <laughs> huh. Oh, I, oh I'm, on, um, I'm on Firefox here, so I'm not seeing the sponsored... Uh, okay. I have no idea. Well, Resident Evil 3, right? That's one people love to mod. That's a, that's a popular is it, is it, mod okay. location. Yeah, I'm yes. just going to scroll down, because the non-sponsored things are what I was looking for. Um... Yeah, man. Gee, calm down, Google. Yeah, calm well, down. Yeah, it's a popular game to mod. This is worse than the time I tried to make a thumbnail and had to Google Yishtola. Oh, sure. That'll happen, too. Well, uh, so Wild Heart is EA's voyage into the action combat RPG Monster Hunter world kind of line. The interesting thing about Monster Hunter, if you're not terribly familiar with it, you've probably some seen some footage of it. You know, people with ridiculously large weapons. That was actually the clip at the start of the show today. Was there's this wonderful clip of Monster Hunter, this promotional footage, where this lady's like, "I'm so sorry," and then with the largest hammer you've ever seen, just completely aces the face off some poor rose mouse. That's the tone. That's the tone. Giant, ridiculous weapons with machinery you could think of it kind of like fortnite as it was original but it's a little more nuanced than that you build traps using their magic system i like the look of what i'm seeing yeah yeah and that is the defining feature to kind of step away from monster hunter is you have these summonable objects and you'll see quite a few reviews floating around right now that is like wild heart combines the best of monster hunter world and death stranding and you go what now <laughs> what? What? The, the the thing they're getting at there is traversal. Like you can build in their open world a pulley system or a zip line. Oh, that actually makes persist. sense. Yeah I, yeah, I I didn't play Death Strandings, but like, but I watched it because I was curious about it, and now I get what you're talking. Okay, that actually does yeah, make sense. That's what they mean. And granted, the click may work because you click on you go like, surely not. There's like a thousand hours of cutscenes and weird babies or something like that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're completely talking, now wild. You're talking. You're, you're back to Death Stranding now. Wild Heart. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So wonderful. What? So Wild Heart is getting a lot of attention because there's a very large Monster Hunter community, and in particular, Monster Hunter is a lot like your Dark Souls or your Mario's or your Metroid Primes. Like Monster Hunter has had so many iterations and has evolved so many times, and what the fans will say, perfected. That system, much like, you know, someone would be like, oh, Elden Ring's a perfection, an evolution on Dark Souls. If you hate Dark Souls combat, you're going to go to Elden Ring and be like, I still hate it. Obviously, right? Because it's an evolution. So Wild Heart is a hopeful venture for a lot of people to maybe fix what they find frustrating about Monster Hunter or possibly break traditions that have become heavily embedded in Monster Hunter that they don't like. And they want to see moved off of, but it's become this core part of the gameplay and, and down you know, and kind of down that rabbit hole you go. As of today, you will look at this game and you will see mostly negative because the PC port is apparently awful. Mm. And uh, looking at the top Steam review here, it says the price is higher than the frames per second. Which, oh, that's a granted. Oh, I mean, I just had a $70 game. So, hats you know, it off. doesn't work as well. That it doesn't is work as well as it might have. That is a baller headline <laughs> it's it's savage but it's also like great like damn i wish i thought of that holy crap 
Yeah, so mostly negative on Steam right now. Apparently, the you know console releases are much better than that. Uh, but as such, the game is going to have a delayed rollout with affection because it has to overcome this hurdle. Yeah, that's not always the death knell. Uh, it certainly you know doesn't help the game launch. But um, you know, in in this day and age, it's it's more of a question of how how fast will they drop it if they drop it, or will they support it? Like. You know, plenty of games launch troubled and then get iterated upon and eventually become a a great product. Yeah, this is EA, right? So we don't know. Honestly, we don't know. Like, it it could go either way. There's a lot of hope that's going to be fixed already. There's like some things that are already coming out. There's no big, big fixes for this bottlenecking a lot of PC players are feeling. And of course, PC being a very heavy investment, a lot of us assume a video game is made on computer. So when it doesn't run well on computer, there's going to be a lot more anger that direction. Uh, It developed it. Oh, Koei Tecmo developed this. Yeah. So they were responsible for another very similar Monster Hunter game in the past. Um, It was, I believe, fully single player. So it didn't, you know, garnish the same amount of interest back then. But Mm. this is a studio that is reputable enough in the monster hunting direction and you and i have gotten to play quite a bit of monster hunter world i mean in terms of hours say quite a, a bit is is disingenuous yeah. to how many hours of damn content is in that game but yeah we did two streams in terms of streaming yeah. it's uh, we've spent hours doing it <laughs> i have 100 more monster well actually 100 of zero is still zero i have infinitely more monster hunter experience than i had before because i never played it before and then we did we did two weeks of uh monster hunter world for our casual friday streams um yeah there it's 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 unlike anything i'm used to um it was it was a really cool experience and then i kind of i kind of like stared into the abyss which is how long it it would take me to get through the game and kind of got scared (laughs) sure sure i mean i'm also personally on my old computer my current computer right now we're on the cusp of doing a big big upgrade and the game didn't run great that too so, also yeah it ran like absolute ass on my computer while trying to stream <laughs> yeah. it um, yeah not maybe not optimized maybe just you're too modern like it i ha- had some issues some performance issues that with the clunk that is intended for the game made it a less than stellar gaming experience right like i'm i'm not gonna wade into a Dark Souls community because I fool know well I know well that if you're like I hate the clunk of Dark Souls, people are gonna be like, it's tactical, it's on purpose, it's the you point, understand. exactly. And I'm assuming you know once I fix my frame rates and my machine can handle it, Monster Hunter is very very much the same. Like my yeah. my confusion with how long it takes to make an attack and how I feel like something might not be responsive is actually a big part of iframes and how you roll and how you actually play the game. I pretty, you know, I pretty quickly like found myself enjoying the combat. Like my first few encounters uh, playing Monster Hunter World, I was like, "Oh, this is weird and weighty." And then, like by the time we went to like our first bounty, I was like, "Oh, this, I like this. This is fun." Everyone in chat was yelling at me that I wasn't doing it right, but I was having fun. Um, yeah, <laughs> not everyone, but you know. So you know, Wild Heart you know represents this. Yeah, but Wild Heart represents a opportunity to onboard Monster Hunter fans who aren't aware or aren't don't want to be confronted with such a long running tradition. And so Wildheart has a lot, a lot of excitement and weight around it. Uh, for my own purposes, I, I'm not terribly as interested in the monsters in Wildheart. I think the dino lizard bird 
kind of structure that Monster Hunter goes with is way more evocative than mammals with plants in them. I I'm the other way because uh, animals, yeah. uh, plant animals, makes me think of me of Miyazaki and like uh, Mononoke and that kind of stuff. Okay, and I I really I really copped to that aesthetic. I like it a lot. Um, it's well, you and I have talked about why we both haven't even like given uh, Horizon Zero Dawn or its sequel the time of day, and it's because I think we both are just like robot dinosaurs is like pretty low on my interest of monsters. I'm gonna fight. I'd rather have well, real dinosaurs. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I love Dinobots. I think Dinobots are awesome. I like uh, Dinobots and Transformers. I don't like Dinobots as like a mindless monster thing. I think Horizon Dawn's monsters are very interesting. My my butt heads is it's more of that Michael Bay like robot. I can't tell what's going on. It's it's mm, too that's fair. It's too um, bright. It's I also it, I also think it's visually over designed to the point where I I don't really like looking at it. I know it's technically impressive, but the the Reapers like I like because it's like, ooh, that's a cable, but it's kind of like a ventricle and we take a heart and we make it an engine and like that. That can be I think overdesigned is is probably the right way to say it. It can be interesting. And I think that, you know, plants can do the same thing. Like, you know, it's you ever been outside and looked at a tree and you're like, that kind of looks like a circulatory system. That's kind of creepy. I get that stuff. But I do think like just the raw, like it's a monster living its life is more interesting than hunting something that's corrupted. Granted, killing poor monster that's just living its life a little more sad than killing monster that's horribly corrupted and probably doing a service for the land. What if it's just living its life and it happens to be corrupted? That's an interesting question. That's a moral choice system that I don't think these games have. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my point was I was I was more trying to explain the type of monsters I I like aesthetically and to me. Horizon, that monster design is, is really low on my list of aesthetics I, I respond to. And uh, what I'm seeing out of Wild Hearts uh, is actually very much my jam. Like, I like the look of these monsters a lot. Um, so, anyway, just trying to explain my yeah. aesthetic preference. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's hard to say from this distance... If the game is going to be good or not, like uh, Monster Hunter Rise recently came out, you know, recent being, you know, a, a sub judgment call <laughs> less than a year. <laughs> yeah. And that fixes a lot of the multiplayer. And I think if I was to dive back into Monster Hunter, I'm ready to kind of jump to Rise. Like I, I've seen the clunk of world and we can just kind of skip that. I'm ready. I think I'm ready to go to Rise. I, 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 I would enough. I would be a lot more interested in Monster Hunter if the multiplayer was more seamless. And that's what Rise did for the game, is it made it a lot more interactive in that way. Monster Hunter World kind of has that EA feel to it, if you will, where you're supposed to like play through solo, and then you team up with people later on to enjoy the game as a service it remi- as it goes. <laughs> it reminded me of Anthem a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the clunk of getting together. and the, you know, Specifically the, the partying up, like the clunk yeah. of partying up. But uh, I mean, honestly, I guess original Guild Wars or Fantasy Star Online, they were all kind of like that. Um, where you kind of had a hub and then you have to set off together, but I digress. Uh, looks interesting. I'm, I'm, I, I hope yeah. the PC release gets ironed out. And it'd be great to have another entry because you get in that arms race. So the two competing with each other, Capcom has had a, a hold on the monster hunter community for a long time. And if they get a new game, like that's great. Capcom, of course, you know, makes lots and lots of different games. You know, this isn't, this isn't as maybe heavily critiqued as something like Nintendo or Blizzard. In fact, you know, in the 
past, you know, if we'll go five years back in time, even more, maybe with the release of Overwatch, like a lot of people were very upset about that. And the idea that you come to Blizzard for one thing and for you, that might have been MMO or that might have been strategy games and deviating that was weird. But Capcom doesn't really have that problem. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, you know what problem Ragnarok has? <laughs> I'm aware of a, a few. Puzzle spoilers constantly. Your damn allies won't shut their damn mouths about how you're supposed to solve puzzles. And apparently the God of War developers didn't realize <laughs> that that would annoy people. Hmm. Um, I love trying to, I love trying to quickly explain the source of anything these days. Um, but this was apparently originally reported by Games Radar, but they were reporting on a video interview by channel Min Max with Ragnarok's narrative director Matt Sophos and story lead Richard Gobbert. And you and I originally saw this on IGN that was reporting on the Games Radar report that was reporting on the Min Max video. Anyway, they, they straight up said we did we didn't know what annoyed people so much there's a quote in here saying it didn't get exposed <laughs> to us really until after the game came out because even when it had play tests we never saw feedback about the characters talking too much or spoiling things too quickly uh continuing saying that the timing for the first hint was too aggressive and should have had a much longer countdown timer before something comes up uh, IGN did go on to say, though, that uh, despite the frustrations, the devs didn't say whether or not a patch would be released. Interesting. I, I find QA fascinating. Uh, sure. From, from all kinds, and there's all kinds of different angles that it can be fascinating, like missing bugs. Uh, you and I spent the last decade plus of our lives. Uh, making content around competitive games over in the Blizzard Entertainment sphere with StarCraft II and Heroes of the Storm, and it was it was a similar thing over there where something would cut like a, a new hero or a balance patch for StarCraft would release, and there'd be some horribly broken combo that, and and the community would always go, "How did you not know this?" And it's like, of course they didn't. They, they, like even it doesn't matter how big their QA department is, the number of raw hours that get logged into a live product by real players is, is, is always going to immediately just trounce all QA efforts in terms of just time. Um, but I, I just find it, I find it fascinating cause like clearly they I'm sure had multiple people testing this game, going through it, playing it. And at no point, no one went, yo, I wish the trace would shut the frig up. <laughs> it, it's the science of fun. It's the science of fun. And I find it fascinating. And if you do a theater show or anything you rehearse, you aren't going to know what the audience is going to see. Like you, when you go out for opening night, you have no idea if you're doing a comedy drama, what's going to upset people, what's going to make them laugh. And they laugh at the most bizarre stuff you could never possibly guess. And the things you did be like, okay, everyone, we're going to pause for laugh. There's going to be big, big, funny here. Pause for laugh. You're almost always wrong. Mm. Almost always wrong. So same thing probably happened here. Like if you're a QA, for one, if you're playing it a bunch of times, like, you know, the, the, like test audiences would be more powerful, but video games are a bigger investment. So you pass it off to QA who's already solved this issue, already solved this puzzle, and they do it before Atreus can say anything. No problem. Uh, There's also you, that you, that I hadn't even thought of, and it's not always even QA. We have someone in chat right now saying, hey, I do QA. This isn't even something we would report on. Um, mm. So I'd uh, love to go into that deeper, but also, you know, 
typically there's a lot of just internal play testing as well. So you, there's, there's certain things where you just may be too close to it. Well, and, I, and this isn't a comment to uh, our commenter from a moment ago, but I believe there's also going to be quite a bit of egos you might have to overcome, right? Like your job might be to make sure you can't fall through the stage and to then try to like up that talk to the lead writer to be like, hey, you know, I know I'm testing the stage right now, but um, the story makes no damn sense. <laughs> like that's not your job at that moment <laughs> to explain that. So, Oh, could you imagine being in testing for like Mass Effect 3 and just being like, boy, I want to tell them that this kind of just shits and, the bed. <laughs> yeah, or just be, or even like the worst kind of parts of it where you're like, I'm watching my companion do like crouches over and over and over again. And like Mr. Krabs' voice actor is like spazzing out like in the corner because he's supposed to be your dad for the start of Andromeda and like be your introduction to where he's your Patrick Stewart of Oblivion, your big cast that you know is just going to die immediately because, of course, and then they can't afford him for the whole thing. And you're just like, I, uh, and they're like, I, but, 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 did you fall through the level? And you're like, well, technically, no. Okay, moving on. You're like, what? <laughs> but the immersion, the players are going to hate this. And they're like, we know it's time to ship. I, 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 this is obviously not as huge of a deal. I think. Um, <laughs> and then someone else in chat says, I worked in QA, found bugs, still found the same bugs on release. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and I mean, uh, if that's not the most like on for, like any job. Like, I'm sure you've worked somewhere where you're like, this is a problem. We should probably address it. And then it gets turned in or shipped or whatever. And it's it's still there. No one did. Well, or, you know, it happens in all kinds of jobs. But for me, it was a barista. Like, I was like, oh, this needs fixed and this needs do it. And they're like, oh, you're a go getter. You need more responsibilities. Yeah. You want to run opener? And I'm like, "Okay, sure. And they're like, cool. No pay increase. Like, it's like, yeah. would you like responsibilities? You seem you seem bored and active. Would you like to take care of things for us? Right. So there's all, no matter what work you're in, there's going to be some sort of weird interactions like that. And obviously, God of War Ragnarok is not a broken game. I think Jedi Fallen Order did it great where it was like, I mean, granted, it was still like super insulting when it was like, do you need a hint? Like, I, I've been up. I've been replaying Last of Us alongside the show. And I they if you take they, they give you a pretty long berth and then I think it's like press L3 for a hint. Yeah. Which is still like it's, for Last of Us in this case, like one of them was I didn't even know there was a chain I was supposed to pull to advance. And so I just kind of wandered around, not really paying attention to a sliding door. Yeah. Plus I get horribly distracted in that game because I'm running around looting everything I can find. Right. Right. Survival game in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So if they had that and then you could maybe like press hint and, you know, Kratos would be like Atreus and he would be like, oh, hey, I'm thinking we should probably like do the thing and swing across the thing. Then there'd be a relationship there. I do think like story wise for the current beat i'm in for god of war ragnarok atreus is a smart aleck you know it's just, it's just, that's how we all you know dad's wandering around looting all the time and he's so distracted it's just some cute nods to that well he'll, well, he'll be like yeah dad really likes loot just hold up for him but <laughs> all that stuff made but, me laugh yeah that was cute that was cute but and you know i character wise i think atreus would jump the gun and he would want you to solve faster but it would have been nice just to have like a nod i'm in control of kratos here allow me to press the button and request a hint and even mimir's bad too he's like brother brother over here brother brother have you seen this brother and you're like oh i, I, I even even look that direction oh, dude i loved mimir in the first god of war i am so, i never want to hear that voice actor say brother ever again <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm good. That's a lot. I'm good. <laughs> and and especially the you're on fire, Kratos. It'll pass. I'm like, could could you have recorded one more on fire line, please? <laughs> Yeah, you don't know, right? Like, and there's things that, you know, you're not responsible for. I remember, uh, you know, actors apologizing profusely throughout the early 2000s because they didn't expect the commercial to play that many times yeah. or every single ad break. And I was innocent. I was innocent. Hey, Kyle, are you, are you excited? Are you excited for new commercial season? Because the Super Bowl just happened. So all of our new commercials have been released into your YouTube videos. Oh, I do. oh, have you okay. never noticed yeah, that? I, I don't. Every time the Super Bowl comes around, that's when you get your new commercials. I didn't even know it was the Super Bowl this weekend. It was, it was a good game. It was a good game. I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy. I, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit around hating on sports ball, you know. And <laughs> I know, but that's a video game. That's four hours of video game time that could be played, or you know, uh, Mario Kart, Mario Kart. Drops, there were so, there were know. many years there where I would watch the Super Bowl while also farming in World of Warcraft. Sure. Sure. All ads are awful for the most part. They're very few. <laughs> there were some good ones. There were some good ones. But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll get back to it. I've really I've fallen. I'm, I'm into the last of us. Also, I've been been so exhausted with the, the, the <laughs> being sick. I don't even want to mm. like pick up a controller. So I have not. I haven't gotten back to Ragnarok in a bit. You, you and me both. I've got the. the You're in the spot that I was at that I really didn't like. I'm in. A, I, yeah. I love the game now. I'm having a great time. I just kind of, you know, wandered off. Is all. And Last of Us has been really fun. Um, you know, last last time they did the grab, and that's all I cared about. I was so stoked. I was hollering at the screen. So the show's been a blast. Are you caught up? Did you see the, this weekend's? Yeah, 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 dude. Um, I'm, I'm like, no spoilers. This is a, just like my reaction. Um, every other episode wrecks me emotionally one wrecked me three wrecked me and now episode mm-hmm. five wrecked me well nice that they're giving you a break i guess so i guess so <laughs> <laughs> at least you're getting a breather i guess yeah this this episode was so good it was such a good production man oh the makeup the makeup's good Did you see the behind the scenes with that with that one big piece of makeup no, did they actually talk about it? Because the oh no no, I saw photos. They released a bunch of uh, set photos from this video or this episode specifically. Um, showed up in some articles, which then got recirculated on Twitter. And damn, that was an impressive costume. I I'm not much for the after things they do. Plus, they, they, they like they overexplain. Well, and they they full on show quotes from the thing you just watched, and you're like, I just watched this. <laughs> I, like I that, I like I'm with Frank you. in the hole is adorable, but you don't gotta replay the whole scene again for me. I wish I, it I was. Just watched you. I wish it was more behind the scenes and less. Yes. Explaining character motivations. It's like I get it. I watched it. I don't need you to tell me what I should <laughs> have taken away from your episode. Yeah, like death of the author, please. Um, well, like, I mean, the, I, I get, I get why the creator would want to have that conversation because they are deviating so much in places. Describing your process there is extremely fascinating. I don't even think they're like over defending themselves, and they really don't need to. The show is great. It's more that you are uh, hypnotized by that process that you're going through, and it's what you have to talk about. If I was writing that show, that's what I'd want to talk about. But I want to see little models. I want to see painting faces and and being like, does Joel have the you know dirt in the same place as last time? I, I want a two hour 
documentary, the making of the last of us. Like yes. I, I want to, I want to see the costume department. I want to see them weathering Joel's waxed trucker jacket, which I did go look up cause it's a cool looking jacket and it's like $400. Hmm. I didn't know wax jackets were a thing, but wax? I do. it's made of it's, wax. It's covered in a wax coating. So like if you're a trucker and like you go outside in the rain, it, it, it doesn't soak through it's, it's water repellent. Oh hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's freaking cool. I didn't know that was a thing, but uh, no wonder it looks so rad. It's got a little little coating on it. Anyway, I digress. Stupid expensive jacket. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things we need to know about in The Last of Us making of episodes. I, I, I love it. I love watching. I love hearing from costume designers. I love watching the, the, the weathering of things. I want to see the prosthetics. I want to see the makeup artists. All of that, please. Last year, I revisited Jaws and rewatched the making of, and oh, man. Oh, some of those old like Jurassic Park making of is so good. Oh, the shaky ass T-Rex. Yeah, yeah, having the pad down the T-Rex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get the towels out and dry it off. My favorite ones are always like the we only had one shot at this home and just like everybody completely stressed out. And yep. then it's shot with some hand cam kind of thing, like not an official camera. So you're watching them, you know, blow up the bridge and Temple of Doom. And it just looks like the lamest thing on the planet as it like and like the little robots kick their legs and go fall down. Yeah, exactly. It's real cheesy. And everyone's like, oh, thank goodness. Oh, it worked out. Everyone's like, you know, popping little like plastic champagnes. You you know what they didn't show you was the the dead silence while everyone went over to monitor to rewatch it through the actual Mm -hmm. camera to make sure it actually looked cool because what you see from the camcorder is how it looked to everyone else and it looked just as lame. I love yeah, that. Kind well, of we, stuff. we built this model. We got to blow it up today, and the explosions like, it's <laughs> just basic fireworks. But you know, then zoomed in, and camera doing high frame like, rate, and you slow it yeah, down. Oh, exactly. Yeah, uh. exactly. Exactly. Speaking of Lord of the Rings, I have no idea why they included that slow mo shot in this last one. That was dumb as hell. But uh, we'll talk about that another time, I guess. Wait, what does that have to do with Lord of the Rings? Oh, because uh, remember, Lord of the Rings was made during that height of slow-mo where there wasn't enough frames per second to do good slow-mo or maybe they just didn't have the camera equipment that like matrix had at the time but you know you'll often be in helms deep there helms deep yeah helms deep has them but i'm more thinking of uh well sometimes it's a stylistic decision the tomb um sometimes it's a stylistic decision uh because they, they definitely had you could at least, movies are 24 frames and I'm, I'm sure they had cameras i could do at least 60 back then yeah, like when, like when Frodo gets stabbed, you know, down there in, uh, yeah. is it Balaam's tomb or something? And and everyone like does their, <gasps> but it's like in a weird kind of like chunky frame kind of yeah, effect. Yeah, sometimes it's on purpose because it kind of gives a dreamlike quality. Other times it's because you shot it in the wrong freaking frame rate and that's all you've got to work with. It looks wrong these days. It looks <laughs> like someone made a mistake. Was Hobbit 48? No, what, it, everything about the Hobbit movies is terrible. And no wonder it's, I didn't, I didn't know it was a higher frame rate. There's also that weird time where like everything BBC, particularly like Doctor Who, was like really weird because the frame rate they used. Well, that's just a lot of television. You get the soap opera effect. Yeah. Soap operas are shot on cheaper cameras, which are a higher frame rate, whereas we are accustomed to watching film at 24 frames per second. Oh. So when you have a higher frame rate, there's a whole thing. Uh, the, 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 The creators of Stranger Things put out a PSA saying you're ruining our show because you're not turning off motion smoothing on your modern television modern oh, TVs they, like, you buy it with cameras that they, they shot look. it with they, they shot it at 24 frames per second to give it the cinematic look and but all modern TVs come with some version of motion smoothing and it artificially adds additional frames 
That sounds dystopian. What? Yeah. How does it do that? Dude, they've been doing that since like the advent of HD. Well, yeah, but I haven't had a TV. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't own a TV. Like you don't what, have a what? TV. No, I don't have a TV. I thought you had a TV. I, I got a screen that takes HDMI so I can play, you know, video games. Oh, oh, so you're just using monitors in place of televisions. Yeah, but I don't like I don't have a living room TV. We watch everything on the laptop, which is why I think uh, Dune 2021 was just the lamest thing I've ever seen on the planet. Okay, I'm just going to put I'm just going to store that away to yell at you. later. Yeah, did you um, want to fight about Dune right now? I, 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 there's no fight. You did it wrong. You watched it on a laptop, you freaking monster. If it's great, it would have looked great on the laptop. I totally no, cinem, no cinematography. There no. was the things with the things and the and the, the black bars and the ships and the sands and the worms. They all look great. If they just they butchered the story, that was ridiculous. That was awful. That was just terrible. <laughs> where where did where Derek go? Where Derek? Come back, Derek. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Dune 2021 is the best movie of the last 10 years. Uh Uh-huh. It should and deserves to be seen on the biggest, most beautiful screen you can possibly find. Okay. And, and you, you have, you have sinned. You have committed a sin, Kyle. (laughs) If I'm watching it on laptop, Probably, probably. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've, you've, you've come after me. You've come after me, sir. Whoa. I, I didn't realize. I didn't yes. Realize, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, dude. Oh, who's Velenu's cinematographer? I think he works with the same cinematographer every time. And I think is the best cinematographer currently drawing breath. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, uh, or we could have, you know, I want to, I want to jump, actually, I want to jump through the screen of you right now. Or we could have actually made Paul's planet like pretty. So there was actually something he lost oh, when he went to the planet. Oh my God. Cause oh. we're just out in like Lord of the Rings, weird fjord land. Oh, and that, that's uh, not that planet. That planet is a lush, beautiful place. That's why Dune was a cool, like that's why Dune was so tragic when they went there. It was a family traveling. Oh my God. Duncan okay. was just, all right. Th- th- that, that all right. Well, if dumb. you'd like to support me and can yeah. forgive Kyle, you can go to support our bromance.com. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, a link that will take you directly to our Patreon. And listen, I get it. I get it. If after this travesty of the last five minutes, you think to yourself, I'm, I would never, I wouldn't give you a, a cent. It's, it's all right. I promise uh, to do the math on all new subs that come in from between now and then. And uh, I will donate them to uh, the get Kyle to a theater that for some reason is showing Dune fund. That's what I will do. Uh, and uh, uh, so go to support our and you can help Kyle Ferguson witness the error of his ways. Yep. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. This week we're heading back to the trailer park, but uh, also kind of lying. We're not just going to talk about one trailer. We were asked in the discord, our wonderful discord, uh, the questions for host channel that if you're a patron or a YouTube member, you get access to if you're explorer wanted to know if we had any impressions on this year's 
anime season. If there's anything we're currently watching or anything we might be interested in down the line. And you and I actually have a bit of a, uh, I'll t- I'm happy to tease this. We've got a, 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 a non-Final Fantasy fourteen video we're currently working on. We're not sure when we're going to release it, but we're currently working on it. Uh, that's talking about, at least from my perspective, the jumping off point for the video is going to be the fact that playing Final Fantasy fourteen has really rekindled my love for anime. Um, so uh, there's a tease for that. And it has put anime on my radar like for the year, which is something I've never done. I've never watched anime when it's new. Like any anime I've really ever consumed has been after the fact when it's basically all available. I've never looked ahead. I like uh, prestige television. Um, I love everything uh, Kyle hates. <laughs> <laughs> well, you use a word and like I, that, and you don't I leave look, me any room to argue. And I look forward. Prestige it's, television. It's, it's, the, it's, it's, it's a catch-all for the shit like Breaking Bad and Sopranos, like that type of stuff. Oh, it's it's a catch-all term. It, it is not me saying what I watch is prestige and what yours you watch is trash. It's a a popularly used catch-all term to describe live-action television drama that probably takes itself a little seriously. I enjoy that stuff. I look forward to it. I usually know what's coming out in the next year and when it's going to come out. Uh, the Mandalorian would be considered prestige television. We're all looking forward to that. We know it's coming next month. You know, it's, it's going to be the, the water cooler chat. That's how I consume my, my, uh, my live action TV. It's a, it's a thing that I read about in entertainment news websites. And I look forward to this kind of stuff. I've never done this with anime before, but I actually am this year. Um, mostly because chainsaw man, like I loved it so much. I want to cry like, and I need more. Although I, I, I really think season one's super satisfying and, and has a nice close of a chapter at the end of it. Like I can wait, but I'd rather not. I'd like more chainsaw man immediately. Um, so yeah, I, uh, it's the first time in my life I'm like, wait, this is new. There's not more. And I, I went and Googled like Chainsaw Man season two. It has been renewed. Supposed to come out this year. I hope. So there's there's my first answer. I'm looking forward to Chainsaw Man. Well, in particular, the question was any impressions on the anime season so far? Anything you're currently watching? If not anything you might be interested in as tying to the winter 2023 season. This was posed by would explore and i i I don't i didn't really know this like animes come out in seasons like there is you know so much consumption of this medium that people divide it into seasons of the year so that they can kind of debate and close in on what they're going to watch and what they're not going to watch so i've got a big big list here of seasonal animes for winter 2023 and uh we can we can dive right in and a lot of these have fabulous names that you're absolutely going to love garrett such oh. as I don't want to get hurt, so I maxed out my defense. Uh, they're on their second. I bet season. that's better than Dune. Uh, no, probably <laughs> no. I, I, no, see, dude, yeah. Okay. So, for those not in the know, here on the podcast, we just had a big talk about Dune. Further, further bonus content about Dune. Catch the stream VOD. Kyle broke me. <laughs> and nothing will possibly upset people if we were to randomly, based on as though we were a YouTube channel, just debate the picture, 
the brief description and the title and see if we would be interested in it. So I have here the link to myanimelist.net for you, Garrett. So you can see the entire winter 2023 season. Okay, you pitched this to me and I was totally on board, but now I'm looking at it, Kyle. There's so many here. How are, yeah, there, I know, there's right? too many. There's too many. See, that, that's the insanity of it, right? Like when you really start like opening up that that can of worms, there is a lot, a lot of anime yeah. oh, to be boy. had. Oh boy. What is what does O N A mean? Is that a O-N-A? O-O-V-A. Oh, O-V-A? Uh, oh, that's that a oh, shit. I used to know oh, no, there's Oh, no, there's O-N-A, too. There's an O-N-A. What is O-N-A? Uh, it's, uh, it's, OV, it's like original something animation video? I, I would assume. I would assume. Original. O-V-A, wasn't that usually slapped on the movies, not the series? Oh, it's a net animation. It's like, okay, so this well, is like... No, that's an O-N-A. Yeah, yeah, it's the O-N-A I had the question Oh, about. so O-V-A basically means straight to video. Okay, yeah, because like, uh, like that's how I originally got in the Dragon Ball Z was like Tree of Might, wasn't that in the OVA? Because it was it was like a non-canon standalone movie, essentially. Could be wrong, but uh, thank you, Kyle, for beginning this with questions neither of us know the answer to. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, diving into the list here, <laughs> anything catch your eye? Because I know I have told you many times. That I watch every single okay, isekai so, dude, that exists. Top middle of what you're looking at right now is literally too long to fit into the two-line headline this website you've you've chosen can e- even allows. The Misfits of the Demon King Academy 2? No, no, no. no. Uh, Mao Guki no Fute yeah, 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 Dikusha yeah, yeah. Shijo Saikyo no Mao no Shiso Kama Tensei and then it runs off. Oh, yeah, no, that keeps going. It's, oh, it's there's the a translation the under it. Academy. Yeah, right under oh, there. Oh, right okay. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. All right. Cool. Cool. Um. <laughs> I am the, the whole list, this whole season, if you will, is packed with just outrageous uh, I, names. I, okay, I'm going to start with Tokyo Revengers. I, I don't want to watch it because that looks like uniforms from uh, uh, Attack on Titan, and I don't like Attack on Titan. Perfect. <laughs> See, that's that's the kind of shallowness you, you're you want. You want right shallow here. cover. Yeah. I'm walking through Blockbuster. I'm picking an anime for the weekend. I'm basing it off the cover. That's what you oh, want. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. This looks All awful. Right. <laughs> I hate those uniforms, dude. Those look dumb. Those look real dumb. Uh, there is... Uh, Right, well, this one looks kind of cute. We got Tomo Chan is a girl. Uh, a childhood friends, Tomo and uh, June, do everything together, whether it be training or enjoying a fun day out. Anyone would think that these two are best friends for life. The only issue is that the tomboyish Tomo is in love with June, but he regards her as a brother. Uh, uh, friend zones make me feel awkward unless it's a sitcom. Mm. Sure, sure. I can deal with specifically sitcom friend zones and nothing more, nothing less. I have heard about uh, Buddy Daddies. Buddy Daddies is like, uh, I, I don't know if uh, Spy Family was like a manga and like got a bunch of attention before it became a show, but apparently Buddy Daddies is like knockoff Spy Family. Oh. So like, you know, different structure, right? You got I'm still working two- on Spy Family and it's wonderful. Yeah, like two assassins who have to take care of a little girl. I mean, that's a I mean, the Mandalorian, right? Like, or um, <laughs> raising Arizona or any of these sort of like people who shouldn't have a child have to take care of a child kind of stories. Mm. Mm. Uh, the, the cover of uh, uh, Bungo Bungo Stray Dogs looks cool, but it's a fourth season, so I wouldn't jump in on it. 
<laughs> Which one's that? Oh, sure. Oh, wow. Yeah, look at that. Uh, no, no, I, no. See, I, see. I, I like suspenders, and that's a good emo haircut that that main character has. Uh, red flag here. You got the that that wheel in the background is computerized, though, so we don't we don't know. Well, but, but, but I'm coming around on it, Kyle. I'm coming around on it. Okay, okay. That's good to hear. That's going to open up a lot more windows for you. I fell off of Trigon mostly because Katie got bored with it. Uh, also, I don't think the second episode was very good, but I do like how it looks. Like I, I can, I, I can watch a, a 3D anime. I can, I can watch it. I don't know. I really liked original uh, Trigon, but I, I, so I, I, I checked the first episode and he screamed a lot for a really long time, and I was kind of like, eh, I can't sleep through this. <laughs> Which, honestly. Is the way I begin most anime adventures. I use it as a as a relaxation sleep aid, and if I wake up and like it's going down, I'm like, oh, well, I need to rewind uh, Demon Slayer. Apparently, like this is great, <laughs> and then I start from the beginning with like now reverence for the characters that have happened. I can tell you, um, uh, the the uh, My Hero Academia I fired up this past week. You're, you're gonna, Man, you I thought you already didn't like that show. I see. I have such a problem with it because I love the adults. I think the adults are great. I love uh, magic guilds and hero guilds and One Punch Man and all that sort of thing. So there's a lot that I like about My Hero Academia, and I don't. I kind of like it when they're actually in class too. But there's just that one thing they do that drives me bonkers, and it's when someone can be like, "You can do it," and then the guy's like, "Ah," and he starts running. And then he flashes back to the person who just said, you can do it in the same episode 15 seconds ago. And I have to watch the you can do it pump up again. And then when he starts powering up 15 minutes later, because we moved to other characters for a hot moment, we have to watch again the flashback of the thing that happened in the save episode. And I mean, economically, economically, (laughs) My Hero Academia can be digested with less frustration, but you're just like cutting out 10 minutes because you skip the first part because there's like 10 seconds of fresh footage before the uh, they do recap. 10 seconds, like someone gets hit or something. And then we do intro and then you skip the whole like back half because that's just preview for next time. And you take like 25 minutes, like 15 by the time you're actually done. That's a specific reason to not like something. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can cut it up and, and still get the good out of it, but it could be, it could be some work. Now, now there are ones that just like, you know, lost me because they farted off. Like, uh, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Uh, this is four part two. So we're in that weird thing where you declared it was a season, but then you divide it into two seasons. <laughs> as to, I don't Things know. Things are expensive, Kyle. The audience. <laughs> Things yeah, are expensive. Yeah, but th- there, there's a, there's a major, major uh, issue down here with uh, Attack on Titan. The final season, part three. The final season, part three, Garrett. It was called the final season, Garrett. Listen, uh, Breaking Bad broke its final season into two parts. Uh, the final damn Harry Potter movie couldn't couldn't do it. Uh, the final uh, Hunger Games movie couldn't do it. This is but, just this is just our lives now. We can't end uh, uh, tentpole franchises that make money in one go. We just don't. We can't do it anymore. Don't lie about then. Just don't lie about then. <laughs> <laughs> oh here's a fresh one i haven't i haven't heard of this one see the the problem with isekai though is like you don't know what you're wading into like this could be a minefield because you don't know like the themes they're getting to so here i have um adventurers who don't believe in humanity will save the world and you're like oh 
cool, like Adventurers Guild. All right. But then the first episode comes out and like, we're into this. And you're like, I didn't sign up for, I don't, what? And, and then people are like, ah, so you're that kind of person. You're like, well, I didn't know, like, uh, like Harem and a Labyrinth I watched. It was a waste of time. <laughs> Absolute waste These of time. Names. I, um, like, so the, the I, what, you sh- you're currently hovering over Ninjin Fushin, which uh, uh, um, it passes the uniform test for me. These look like cool costumes. Okay, uh, also that's a little uh, big. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of like really big wizard. This is too big. This hat is way too big. Uh, I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. I think it's adorable. Comically sized. I think it's cute. I think it's cute. Also, they're using clothes lines to sell distance uh, with an interesting angle for the the shot of the cover. I'm into it. Well, this is the this issue is great with audio. The the issue with harem in a dungeon or whatever it was called is honestly like the guy had sex every episode, and they blurred it out. Like they had like he was like trapped in an MMO, so every time he would like begin coitus it would like pop oh, up warning, just, like, pop just like the Sims. Like they just yeah did yeah just yeah like, that it stuff. was like faded out. But like every episode, this guy had sex. <laughs> well, and it was like to me that sounds like truth long. in advertising based on the damn title you told me. It was just a harem, you know. Like <laughs> I don't know. But like I was bored. I was bored. I'm like, a, go get him, kid. But like episode after ep, like three episodes, and I'm just like, this is this is a waste of my time. <laughs> you got you got fortitude, kid, but you just keep night after night, like. Do something. Run the run the dungeon. The show showed you. The show showed you what it was. I, uh, you know, apparently, but you, it, it wasn't for you, and yet you persisted. I I thought I might get to see. I really like dungeons. I like I like dungeon crawling. I love dungeon crawl anime, and I I I had hopes. I had hopes. There is a one on here that is exactly what you get, and I want to tell you about. Um, Actually, apparently there's a lot of knockoffs, so I don't know what's real anymore. What's the original? But I did fire up Farming Life in Another World. And then there's you told me camp- about this. You've mentioned this to me off stream multiple times. Yeah, well, it or uh, Campfire Cooking in Another World with my absurd skills. There's like I accidentally brought a cell phone to another world. Like some of these. These read like just that Fall Out Boy song titles to me, uh, a layman. <laughs> <laughs> it it might be farming in another world. Here's handyman in another world. Uh, chilling in my thirties after getting fired from the demon. <laughs> so is the is the fantasy here? I have a very specific specialty, and I'm going to be transported to somewhere where that gives me an advantage. Well, yes, uh, that so absolutely. Like we uh, we find ourselves in a over technological world we find ourselves with a lot of people who have bizarre skills and wish they could be recognized for them like there is a fantasy to this of like usually you get hit by a truck uh in particular i I think it was this farming in another world one he got hit by a truck in like the first 15 seconds he wakes up in a bed and he's just like well i accept this as reality and literally goes and farms because that's my favorite thing about uh, uh, something that I don't think anyone knows is an isekai but actually is which is Army of Darkness because the character of Ash is an idiot but he's a genius when he gets transported back to the medieval times but imagine instead instead of fighting things this guy like actually just farms there's no monster there's no threat that I'm aware of like in the episodes I watched Literally, is it just, like it, so, so where does the the he farms? Where does the drama come from? It, it, 
because he needs ingredients. Okay. Like, can't fire cookie in another world. That like the quest might be that he really wants parsley or something oh, sh- like okay, that. Okay, all right. I'm gonna break from the the wonderful I love this game you've set up, but I'm gonna ruin it for just a moment. Are there any bartending animes? I would oh, well, I would be. I would watch the shit out of bartending anime. Well, and that's like the 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 world we've entered. Like these are getting hyper specific. And I love JoJo because you often learn something. Like it might be completely absurd, like how bubble structure works and why bubbles float in the air and that's how this particular stand holds up or why the drinks are mixing a certain way and they could make poison out of this or fishing or anything like this you learn like these just just stupid little tidbits and you go that was great i learned something today and that's the appeal of these like farming life ones is you're actually watching somebody plow correctly or learn about cooking are we talking about farming or are we talking about the harem anime no, that 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 it was all blurred out, so you couldn't even learn anything if he was doing anything. I just, wanted, I just wanted to clarify what type of plowing we're talking about here. Yeah, no, um, we were talking. Chad has informed me there is li- literally an anime called Bartender. <laughs> oh, I have bartender. googled it. It looks like exactly what I want, and I'm going to find this. There's a lot of people hollering about Death Parade, which is not something doesn't, I would think. Doesn't sound like it would be about bartending, but let me. It looks like it is about bartending. All right. It seems to be a bit of uh, an ice theme this year. Ice? Yeah, we got like Ice Blade Sorcerer Shall Rule the World. Is it because it's it, winter still? Well, it's also used in like uh, like Icy Mistress. So like I, th- I think it's like kind of a here, the, the ice guy and his cool female colleague. <laughs> so there's some sort of ice theme going on this season. It's winter after all. You know, it holds up. Oh, that's um, the title. You're not reading the synopsis. Yeah, no, that's the title. That's it's, it's about ice guys and ice blades or something. Mm. But well, it looks like a ice... slice of life. Like I, I can get into that kind of stuff. I, but I haven't, I haven't experienced a lot of it. But I, w- I would like to be exposed to more just kind of like normal life anime. Yeah. Uh, don't don't watch uh, my life as a, a dog or something like that. That was. There's also... no universe where I would see that title and watch it of my own volition. <laughs> Like absolutely no no place no place at all unless the oh. dog is a chihuahua <laughs> i did fire up a uh, giant beast of arse <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't okay, the okay it's not spelled like arse arse ends in an e this is just ars Okay. Okay. Yeah, when he, you, when you, <laughs> you make things sound so much. Some, sometimes you, you, you're dead on the money, and I think the title is uh, hilarious, but this is only hilarious because of how you decided to read it. Well, and, and, some, and this is like, is, uh, honestly, it's something that I have digested completely by myself for a very long time. So I don't know. Like when we started up Final Fantasy 14, I didn't know Isekai was even a genre. I just saw the big names and I liked them. So we, we, we both learned that isekai was a genre on stream like months yeah. ago we were streaming and you were talking about multiple anime that was about being like located like relocated into another world and yeah, it was like isekai, and, and we kept seeing isekai come up and we're both like what is the sake <laughs> and uh we, we we got there we figured it out mm-hmm. we figured mm-hmm. it out okay so that's that's the majority of like the new this this looks Dear fun. God, this? one piece is still freaking going Oh yeah, dude. One Piece is, is tricky. That's tricky business. I actually watched some One Piece the other night. 
I, I've never been able to get past the look of it. That's one of those ones where I am, I'm shallow and I just don't like the style. I mean, it's so I, for my own enjoyment and now there's I, just too much of it. Yeah. Well, I fired up the most recent episode episode thousand something or other and you know you're panning between like some b story plot about like how this dog wearing a hat is really sad about a guy who has a long nose mask but he's taking care of a girl and the little girl is screaming and it's it, it's just complete insanity but i will give it to one piece that their brief their brief like five second fights that they have you go oh damn that was cool. But the amount of like filler, the amount and particularly looking from the outside, right? Like looking at it and being like, I don't know who any of these other people are. All I know is gum man uh, from watching like the original 25 episodes or so. Oh, this is oh, really oh, offbeat. This tricked me. I, whatever this thing is called blue lock. I'm like, oh, this looks like emo ass wonderfulness. It's a soccer anime. Yeah, they're, they're, they did squeeze a soccer ball in there, but yeah, everyone looks like they're going to be absolutely insane. Looks like they're going to start singing MCR. I'm like, I'm into this. What is this about? And I read the synopsis, soccer. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got some presence. Look at look at this guy. Like, it's it hard just, to judge anime based on cool haircuts because everybody's got a cool haircut. Yes, yes. You can make some assumptions uh, based on what you're looking at. Uh, oh is it very God. edgy? Okay, okay. All right. If it's edgy, maybe I'll give it a shot. Welcome to Demon School. I got to check out that. That sounds like something I I might watch just based on the name. Yeah, yeah. And now we're into the continues and the movies of sorts. So so what'd you pick out? What'd you pick out for yourself? I don't think I did. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Nothing Nothing that's new. I'm definitely going to go find Bartender after this and Death Parade. But these are not new upcoming shows oh wait well, we're gonna new, have it we're gonna new season of agratsuko what's that you haven't seen agratsuko i don't the, know the red is. the red panda that loves metal and hates working for her boss oh that the, the weird animation one yeah i've seen clips i haven't it's, seen the show. uh i isn't i think it's isn't it sanrio or am i just because it kind of looks like it I could be wrong. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It is Sanrio. Yeah. So it's Hello Kitty uh, company. That's so, you know, adorable animals. The magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just give it a name. (laughs) It could be anything. Like, wait, when did we stop naming like? Death Note. It's just named Death Note. It's not. It's, it's not called names. Intelligent School Child. Decides to take all judgment into his own hands. It, well, it's, here we got. We got another one. We got another one here. <laughs> the fruit of evolution. Before I knew it, my life had had it made. Oh, season two. Never mind. Okay, oh, I, yeah, I, apologize. It's a, it's a two. I apologize. We're, we're in too deep. This now. site needs a filter that just show me things that are in season one. The latest. On Sudari Villainous. <laughs> uh, whatever Make My Day is. Oh, it looks like it's a Netflix uh, commission. Uh, that looks just like sci-fi delightfulness. I would watch I would watch this just based on the cover. It's something called Make My Day. On a cold planet of ice and snow, mysterious creatures suddenly have appeared from the dark underground. Can humanity survive the terror lurking beyond the horizon? 
Oh, yeah, I would watch okay. that. I would watch yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds that sounds fun. Eight episodes too, so it's uh, surmountable. Surmountable. Also, dude, I'm gonna. I I think I'm just gonna trust Netflix with anime from now on. I know we. I know you and I had our differences on the on the ending of Cyberpunk, but I overall still thought it was amazing. Um, but yeah. Yeah, we really, we really skipped near. I don't know on near because I'm told it's like really faithful to video game, and like me, I'm just like, should I just play the game? Because everyone says I should play near. Oh, it's yeah, that that is like deeply entrenched franchise, and it's just difficult to discuss from such an outside point of view. Like, what are we, what are we gonna do? Like, laugh about how she has really high thigh highs, but it's integral to the story, and it, you're just wading in. I'm not wading into near. Of course it is, because they blind. made it integral to the story. <laughs> exactly. Like, so I have to, I have to just zone it. Just zone up to it. I know you, yeah, they it's made fine. quiet integral to the story in freaking Metal Gear Solid. You just wanted to see a nice looking person in a bikini. I, I don't know anything just about it. Near. Just own it. I don't, I'm not, I don't judge you for it. Just, just yeah. own it. I don't know. I don't know anything about Nier. They know exactly what they're doing when they put the camera where they put it in every single Fast and the Furious. They know what they're doing. Oh, the the, the, the buttocks. Every, every single Fast and the Furious has a shot where they go to a car show and like three ladies in either a miniskirt or short shorts walk right past a low place camera. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Every yeah, single yeah. one of the movies. Tokyo right. Drift is particularly egregious in the sense. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan of that personally, but you know, and they, we, they, uh, uh, to, right before COVID, whenever the last fast was coming out, nine, nine, cause you're about to come out with 10 Jesus Christ. Uh, friends of ours had only seen like a handful of them, but they were interested in the new one. So we made it a thing where they came over every weekend and we, we watched all fast and the furious movies. And that was a trend that, uh, my friend Abby was like, they really do that every movie. Don't they? I'm like, yeah, yeah, they, they do. They do. I hadn't yeah. really thought about it until you pointed it out, but yes, yes, they really do. So I digress. Any, any, I didn't see any new, uh, car anime, which that reminds me. I mm-hmm. think we're getting a initial D sequel this year. Oh, interesting. That'd be far after the fact. Yeah, I believe yeah, no, we, I was trying. I can't what remember. What we got you for you this season not, is. Uh, oh, yes. 2023. It will air. It's called MF Ghost. And it could is I interest a, you instead in reincarnation? Is it just called reincarnation? It has a normal. No, there's, 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 there's not. There's, no, 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 no. There's not no, seven more words. You got to be reincarnated as a demon prince or, you know, a, a fluffy cloud or something. Wait, I thought you were saying, can you interest me in? And that was a title of the show. Or are you just talking about a genre of genre yes oh so uh help i've been reincarnated as a praying mantis exactly yeah okay. yeah yeah. i love those i love those okay <laughs> i'm not sure that i'm not sure that's my jam i'm not sure that's my jam well there you go the <laughs> official grinding gear review of winter 2023 anime garrett wants to watch chainsaw man season two and mf ghost Oh, was I supposed to say what I'm going to watch? Yes. What do you want to watch? Because I'm going to watch everything with a ridiculous title. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to stick to it, but I'm definitely going to check it out. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, so I don't get hurt. Uh, what Max on my defense? Like, that's that is a really appealing title. I wasn't much for what was not happening in that show. It just it wasn't going anywhere. We just did a lot of walking and gasping. 
Whereas, uh, you know, I might check out, um, I did a lot of gasping on this, on this program. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to check out campfire in another world of my absurd skill. <laughs> well, I hope you all enjoy that. Send your recommendations, uh, to us. Post it in the members channel of the discord. And, uh, and now, uh, just want you know, just talk about this game. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> Final Fantasy 14. What's your Final Fantasy this week, Kyle? Never mind. I know I'm just going to grab, grab the mic because we, we did it. We finished five. Oh, we finished. It's starting to sound like RoboCop. I'm going to stop that now. Um, Last week on the stream, if you don't play Final Fantasy fourteen, but you listen to this, and I know there's a few of you, you've let yourself, you've let me know that you're out there. Five point oh patch five point is the the uh, expansion patch designation for Shadowbringers, which it feels like half, if not more than half, of the general Final Fantasy fourteen audience consider their favorite expansion. I think that's fair. Uh, so we got to the end of 5.0. Uh, if, if you don't play Final Fantasy 14, there's usually two sets of credits per expansion. One for the end of what was there at launch, because they actually tell a complete story, unlike World of Warcraft. Um, which <laughs> which I've, liked, I've liked and not liked in a while. I'm, I'm fine when they, with some of the stories they've continued on, and I've absolutely hated some stories that they just wouldn't let die, like Sylvanas. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's worth pointing out if you have a knowledge of how other MMOs deal with their narrative. Um, so you, you, you would get, you get one set of credits when you finish the original arc of the expansion, then you get another set of credits after all the patch content comes out. Cause they continue the story in the patches and they do a really good job of having chapter ends during all of that. Uh, I feel every time I've seen credits, I'm like, if I had to wait, I could, I could wait for whatever's next. I feel satisfied. Like I actually saw a complete story and I, and I really like that about it. So anyway, we saw our first set of credits for Shadowbringers. And uh, this is going to be more about a reaction than a, than a spoilerific deep dive because we're going to do a video that's going to be a spoilerific deep dive. Um, hot damn, dude. Hot damn, it's nice when things live up to the hype. Yeah, no, actually pulled off a, a bookend. A bookend there. It's, it's a proper product. And that's the part that is still a little shocking. It, it, when is, you buy, it is. Like, I, I, you I, take off time from your, your work. A game comes out. And you're going to marathon it. Wouldn't it be nice if even an MMO, a live service game gave you a complete story and you could walk away from that weekend extended week, at least feeling like you put some sort of bookend on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting. And maybe I should have expected it. Like I, I didn't grow up a final fantasy fan, but I, you know, I played 10, I played kingdom hearts. Um, narrative is like the main attraction as far as I understand with final fantasy. So maybe I, I should like, I think back to what starting a realm are born. I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting to be so bought in, um, on, on the story. And, and I really am the, the, the finale of five. O is one of the most impressive things I've seen in a game, like outside of even the genre of MMO. Like I, I almost want to say most impressive thing I've seen in MMO, but it's just one of the best stories I've seen in a game. Like just full stop. It's just a, it's a great narrative that pays off its promises uh, in, in ways that uh, you and I could probably not have been more pre-hyped for this. We've had a lot of people tell us this is their favorite part of the game. 
had a lot of expectations leading up. And to me, it still surpassed what I thought it was going to do. I agree. I agree. It's, it's, there are always going to be engine limitations, but over the course of playing the game, we've seen it push itself further and further and do more. So I don't feel that even though we're dealing with MMO combat and that's kind of the vessel for telling a lot of the story is through that motion. It's always improving on itself, but mainly like a lot of my feels are just kind of caught up in the, it's been a long time since I've had a dragon age experience when I felt like I completed a story and I was like, wow, ah, there we go. That, that is what I'm looking for. That was an adventure. It's, it's tough. Back in the day, that was Zelda for me. Um, like it really like it's, I'm thinking more, I'm thinking back on like my, my favorite single player experiences, uh, here at the end of, of, of five, five O shadow bringers, like more than I'm thinking about something like world of Warcraft. Although it's, it's up there with the end of wrath for me. Cause the end of, end of wrath to me is like, that was the last time there was a, a, a serious chapter close in wow that I thought was extremely satisfying. Um, Legion was good. I just don't like Titans as much as I like the Scourge and the Lich King, but Le- Legion had a proper chat. I'll give it up for Legion. Um, but I, I've been thinking, I've been thinking about half-life. I've been thinking about, uh, the N64 era Zelda's cause Ocarina of Time and, and, and Majora's Mask are, are two experiences that like will never leave me. They, they were really formative to me giving a crap about games. Um, you know, uh, uh, portal. <laughs> like I'm thinking, I'm thinking about like a lot of my favorite narrative experiences, the end of, Oh my God, last of us one, last of us one has like the best ending. It ends. Yeah. So that well. is a good one. It's such a, cl- it's a classic Western ending. Like re- it's a really classic Western ending, but they do it so well. Um, so and hell Warcraft three, the first time I ever played Warcraft three, I was like, Warcraft three is, is very much kind of, probably a more analogous because i remember i had preconceptions of rts's because i like previously played command and conquer and i always thought command and conquer was cheesy goofball who gives a shit story and i have a video about why i'm such an arthas fan i get into this a little bit on the channel but it i everyone wouldn't shut up about warcraft 3 so i I picked that up and played it and it was one of these moments of i didn't know you could tell a story like this in an rts and I'm having that again here now in, in Shadowbringers. Like, I didn't know you could really, really craft a narrative like this in an MMO. And ultimately, it doesn't matter what the genre is, what the gameplay is. You can work it into something incredible. I mean, we've been recommended many, many story games that have almost no gameplay, right? And are highly regarded. But yeah, it definitely enters that. I, I, I'm curious, you know, what what they do next, because I feel deeply satisfied right now. I'm very happy we now get to expand into the expansion. We get to go do the gameplay. We get to do extremes. We got bonus dungeons. Like, this is where we really start to, like, get good, figure out rotations, figure out what buttons I actually got on this journey, gear up a little bit. And I'm super stoked for all that to really invest myself in the world because I enjoyed that journey. It's almost harder to play something like, particularly Last of Us, where... It's over. Like, what are you going to do? Load an old save? Like, no. Even in Witcher 3 Blood and Wine, you could go hang out at your house. You go do the side quest you didn't touch earlier. But some games just straight up end forever. And you just kind of go, well, oh, oh, now I have to live with that decision to not collect all the masks 
or what have you, or not know would, the side stories. I always went back to an old save in Red Dead Redemption because uh, of the change at the end of that game. I haven't played Red Dead Redemption. Uh, That's another one of my favorite endings, even though it, it makes it, 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 it damn near made me cry. <laughs> It, it's a big sell because there's no monsters, right? Like at no point that the UFO crashes, but spill out and everyone's like, oh, um, you got cowboy going. So the original, the original Red Dead had a, uh, a zombie expansion where they added a full narrative. It, it was, was it good? It was, it was great. Oh, it was cool. great. Can it's I goofy. It? Like it's, it's, it's not canon, but they did a yeah. campaign. Like you, there's new story missions you go on as, as the dead rise in the old West. And it's great. Yeah, Undead Nightmares, I think, one of the greatest DLCs of all time. Yeah, I play Blood and Wine. You gotta get in and finish mm. up The Witcher, too. But, no, it, it definitely, it, it's crossed that that barrier so much so, like, it's kind of weird even thinking about going forward with more story. And I've definitely been having a lot of thoughts of, like, what, like, what, what is... What is a spoiler? How would you get people into this game? I mean, the whole walking advertisement meme, right? But like, what can you show? What what could you do to properly depict a game with so many hours it takes to complete? Like, if I if I came at you and showed you a picture of Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker backlit, you know, dueling in Cloud City, and said, "Hey, you, you'll you'll see something like this eventually if you put in the time." Does that tantalize you? Does that encourage you? <laughs> or, or are you constantly sitting in your mind going, oh my God, they're going to fight. Like I, they're, 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 oh, I, you spoiled, you spoiled uh, Empire Strikes Back because I know at some point Vader silhouette and Luke silhouette are going to duel. Like how, how much of a game can you really show? I don't, I, I, I think it's like selling someone on a, on a, we were, now that you know the term a uh, 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 new series of prestige television like because you don't want to spoil it back in the, we were all trying to convince our friends to watch Breaking Bad those of us who were into it but what, what do you do what do you tell them like all you can really tell them is the setup it's like well I was a chemistry teacher and he starts selling meth with his chemistry skills if you're not hooked by that I, d- I don't know what else to tell you other than to me it's the greatest television show ever made like it is, it is a, a basically infallible script by my standards. Um, that, that's all I can tell you. And then it just gets into my fandom. And I, I think Final Fantasy 14 is it's that like, I can tell you that it's a fantasy epic. That's barely scratching the surface of what makes it special. What I, so I would, I would go and if I was going to tell someone to go play 14 right now, I mean, I, I literally put a, a tweet that did very well last week that said, play final fantasy 14 it deserves the hype or the hype is deserved and and that's kind of where i'm at right now i'm like listen uh it, it, are you in my circle you've probably heard about the game and you've probably maybe to me it's like if you're not already playing it, it's either you don't like mmos or you're afraid of the time commitment like that's maybe the only two or maybe you're burned by world of warcraft if if you're bur- burned by world of warcraft i would i would go after you aggressively uh, with Final Fantasy 14. Like, absolutely aggressive. Or you hate reading. Yeah. Yeah. Kara and Chad is absolutely getting it right. But no, at this point, I would just, I would sell this to someone by saying, listen, it's it's legitimately one of the best narratives I've ever experienced that is attached to a legitimately great MMO, like, game. Like, the gameplay is also good. 
I, I don't know. I, I could take or leave solo duties, but for like, <laughs> I've gone beyond and sought, we have sought out harder difficulty, like, uh, extremes and stuff. And I love it. Like as someone who used to raid somewhat hardcore in world of Warcraft, the, the challenging gameplay aspects of like raid or instance style content is top notch in final fantasy 14. It is not just a story. The game is also good. The game is also there. The challenge is also there. Like basically anything you might look for in MMO, I would recommend final fantasy 14 for my only exception is PVP. And that's for me. You like the PVP. I don't, but anything else you're into rating in the dungeons, you into crafting, you into pet collecting. Are you into looking cool? Are you into story? Whatever it is, 14's got some of the, the best of it in the genre. The reading one is kind of interesting to me. Because I think a lot of I was listening I was, I was listening to I forget. I, I confuse them because uh I've always been a big giant bombcast fan and eventually at some point they all left and went to Nextlander, but Giant Bomb is still there with a new crew, and I I actually ended up I love them now. They're it's a good crew. Um, so I listened to both shows and I forget which one is which, and they both been talking about final fantasy 14 recently, but on one of them, I think it was next lander. The guy that's been playing said his brother was playing with him and dropped off because his brother threw up his hands in discord one night and yelled, are they getting paid by the word? And like, just didn't, didn't want to read anymore. And like, I get that to a certain, there are there's been plenty of times where I've been in it. I'm like, let's get on with it. <laughs> but but it's fewer and farther between from me being invested in the story. You got things like original KOTOR that had a lot of reading. It was all, uh, you talk to a lot of aliens, right? So they would reuse, if anyone ever played KOTOR, you'd know Roho di Hodungai because every Twi'lek <laughs> said, Roho di Watachiko, Roho di Hodungai, dad. And like, it was like three phrases that would repeat as the alien language for the entire game and there was a lot of reading in there however you had to keep going like you had to make it off the first planet before you went oh and mass effect one was the exact same way you had to get through the citadel part and through the dance club and to the other side of that and you would go oh it opened up oh i'm free now oh i can start enjoying this and then when you beat it that first sir, time sir sir the dance club is what sold me on mass effect but the, the mocap butts going, yeah, okay. No, sure. not damn. No, the dialogue. I get to have like they a, a CD mob meeting. I get, I get. To, I mean, yeah. It was, it was like the first mocap butt motions I had ever seen in my life. It was hypnotizing. <laughs> I just liked having a like a creepy meeting with like a, a crime boss and getting to oh. choose how I respond to such a encounter. I, I found like all the Citadel stuff intensely boring because I wasn't invested yet. And that that would be my biggest like hurdle to get someone to play Final Fantasy right now is like the game is so massive that how can you what what level of investment can you tell them when it gets good? Right. Like, where can you say, here's where you would restart the game? Like, here's where Shepard runs down the hall and you go, oh, now I kind of care about like all the people talking on the sill and you go back. Like, that's how I play a lot. of. That's how I do the anime list we just went over. I'm going to uh, skip around. I'm going to go to your final episode and be like, did your animation hold up? Okay. Improve from the first episode. Awesome. I go back vault. to the first episode. The vault. That's pretty the deep. Vault. 
That's pretty deep. It is pretty deep. You got to get through a whole game and a part of an expansion. And like skipping to the end of the book, if you didn't read A Realm Reborn, you were probably not going to really enjoy that ending. So you're going to restart and go back 40 hours, right? Like that's that's the difficulty of the recommendation that my brain is currently struggling with because I just want to recommend it to everybody. And in fact, I'm in my Discord talking to my friends right now being like, you got to do it. And like, I, I know um, we, we, my it, good friends. It's happened. We're that person. Like we're, yeah. we're, we're the, 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 the zombie virus that is Final Fantasy 14 has infected us. We are now going to try our best to spread it like cordyceps. It's, it's counter to how I do a lot of games because I'm not that reader, big fan. I want to be invested in your world before I go back and restart my game. I did that with Witcher. I did that with KOTOR. I did that with Mass Effect. I would find a point where your game took off and I'd go, okay, hold up. Let me let me go pay attention to who the hell I'm talking to right now. Like badass walks in the room, goon, goon, you know, the, the wild hunt guy shows up and I'm like, this shit is this? Who's, who's talking? And like, well, if you've been paying attention earlier, you'd probably know that Geralt has this whole thing with the wild hunt and he lost his memories and like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, let me, let me, let me go figure out what, what actually happened here. What happened on Eden Prime? Why? Why are there zombies? Well, those are the kind of things that also make replays or rewatches uh, fun. It's like sure. you now understand the gravitas of characters when they're introduced for the first time. Like I, could, we just finished our Breaking Bad rewatch, and when first time you meet Gus Fring, I was like, <gasps> but like the first time I actually in my original watch, I'm like, who's who's the dweeb in the yellow button down? Like, what's going on here? Um, but that that can make it fun as well. Just don't watch it with yeah, someone okay. who hasn't watched it because then you're like slapping them like pay attention. And, and it's just like it's on purpose mundane right. to downplay the importance. Like, yeah, hey, well, that's that's you know something we talk about in our upcoming video too. like the you have to have breaks. You got to have breaks. You have to have rhythm. The reason dead space dead space is so atmospheric. It's not the best example of this, but you can start to piece together the rhythm. You kill some zombie monsters and then nothing's going to happen for a while. Um, okay. And so I didn't know this. That game has a director like left for dead. The remake. Oh, they put it. They for spawn locations or actually like keeping you moving. I don't know how much it impacts. I couldn't find information on how much it impacts. If it impacts at all, if you just mainline the story, but one of the big changes in the dead space remake is that you can revisit other parts of the ship because there's like side missions and stuff now. And when you when you're free exploring, there's a director where it'll just spawn necromorphs to screw with you. And I was reading an interview where they talked about how they had levels of screwing with you. Like there's a level one where they'll make the lights flicker and music will come on, but nothing will actually attack you. And then maybe you go to the next room and then they up at the level two and something actually attacks you. And then maybe they bring you back to zero or maybe they up you again. And now you like really got a fight on your hands. That's good. That's good. That's very well done. In the original Dead Space, it was it got extremely predictable by the end. You'd walk into a dark room and across the room, there was a blinking box at you. And in particular, we always joke that nothing pits, uh, pisses off a necromorph like opening a loot crate. Like nothing could make them matter in the world. That's my box. And they just <laughs> like come running at you and you're like, yep, yep. I open. Sorry. I opened the box. Okay. Uh, come here on. Comes. Line Good up. Everybody. There was ammo in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh. Carve them down with your big ripper thing. Like it got extremely predictable and kind of lost its fear. So that's awesome. They took that time to do that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's the pacing, right? Like every story needs some walking. Every Lord of the Rings has to hike across New Zealand. So 
there's going to be yeah. moments of down that are on purpose. Like you can't think, have action all the time. I think another way you could do is, is recommend it as someone's next like long form game project. That's probably the best way to yeah. have at it. Project yeah, like it's, it's not a weekend game. Like you're not, I guess you could really mainline it, but like, I don't know. I've really enjoyed the slow pace we've been going through it. Now, if I was just playing it and not streaming it and not making videos about it, I, I wouldn't. I could still take my time, and it wouldn't take this long. So, I, I don't think your average Joe is gonna <laughs> take as long as we have. But it's still a a, a long experience. It's gonna take a while. Right, there'd be less reverence. I'd probably be doing probably a majority like trust duties by now, like with AI companions. Just to you know, I'm using it as a reading relaxation game. Take the edge off. I don't want multiplayer. And I'd treat it like a story game in that regard. Because yeah. that's what I did when I first started the game. I, I, I literally played it like a book at night. I would fall asleep in my computer chair right here, uh, somewhere in Titan questing. And I, no complaints. Like, that was great. It's exactly what I wanted. I never really had, that. although I, I remember when we played off stream. So I kind of, but I was just sneaking it in like whenever I could, like it was waiting waiting on a meeting to start or like wait, like had something, had a video rendering out. Like I was just kind of going at it whenever I could. Well, you went fast too. Like, cause you were like, all right, I'm going to catch up to Kyle. So you went Pretty at much. an amazing pace. Pretty much. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I, and I wasn't like super interested. So I was just kind of like, go, 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 go. And then, then the primal started showing up. And honestly, I wasn't that impressed until I got to Garuda. I was like, Ooh, Garuda's freaking cool. And they had the big whirlwind in the sky. Rocks don't do much for me. So like Titan, I was like, eh, I've seen I've seen a rock monster. I've seen one rock monster, you've seen them all. Uh, Garuda was the first time I was imp- like visually impressed with the game. But I, while I did, I did start to vibe in Realm Reborn because I just kind of got into my relaxing MMO vibe with it. I still wasn't super hooked by the narrative. Um, I like the ending. It's a good ending. It's a very good ending of a realm reborn, but I don't think I was like, holy shit, I'm into this until the vault. The beginning of heaven's word started to get me. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is already, oh, this is, this is an upgrade. I like where this is going. But then I got to the vault and I was like, this has a story to tell. Well, that's where I really feel the memeiness of the play the game. And wanted to share it because I know one friend who is in middle storm blood and one friend who is almost to the vault. And you're just kind of like, can, can you go just a little bit, just crest that, just crest that hill a little bit. Just, just go just a little bit. And they're like, I don't have time right now. You know, I, I kind of got lost in the Ruby sea. Oh, I didn't and, really. And, and, and to, to the, your friend in storm blood, I would say, I give you permission to just skip dialogue in the Ruby sea. Just skip it. And maybe you become invested later on and go back and maybe you read that again in some second playthrough, right? Like that, that's the, that's the more at home experience. I've played all of Stormblood. I wouldn't go back and read. <laughs> not not <laughs> until might. Yatsuyu shows up. I sad that I, I think I'd be on your fence, uh, be on your side of the fence as well, but I'd be tricked, right? I would have skipped that. And then I would have gone back and been like, Oh, that wasn't worth it. Whoops. Like uh, <laughs> that was a large investment. <laughs> and said like, there's going to be low points in any adventure. And I think that wheeling that correctly, just like your director for, Dead Space is extremely important. And there are games that don't let up who have been completely lost to the sands of time 
in that regard because we just don't hold them in high regard. Um, I, I'm thinking of why well, I can't remember the name right now. But not Santa Time. Say, I do hold that in high regard. Now that was the Santa Time was a well paced game. I agree. That was a good. I loved him getting more naked as it went. That was a great. Oh, the, the constant battle damage. It's like John Wick at the end of a John Wick movie. He just looks sure. like shit. He's been through the meat grinder. I love it. Yeah, it tells a story. Arkham, same thing. Uh, you know, I, I try to emulate that a little bit in my glams and how I dress up. Like I, I like to tell a little story of that. Uh, so it's a it 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 definitely was sold correctly to me by John when he said, "If you're looking for a Dragon Age, this is the one. This is the one, and you're going to get to live in it." when you're done and you're going to, there's going to be stops along the road where you'll say, you know what? I don't really want to do story tonight. I don't want to read. Why don't I explore that job? I never tried. I cannot believe that it's an MMO that lets us play through the raid content of each expansion and it still be a challenge relatively easily. We are privileged in that we can like put teams together with very relative ease but the fact that the game has just like a couple checkboxes. Oh, you want to be, you want to go min eye level, so it's relatively close to the difficulty that it was at the time. I know it's not perfect, but it's more than something like WoW lets you do. Like if you want to go see an old raid, you're just gonna stomp it, unless it's a time walking raid. Sure, and that's terribly boring to me. Sadly, yeah. I have another friend who loves to explore old raid content. In WoW, and I've joined him several times. So I didn't see any of Warlords of Draenor raids. Or any of uh, what was the was Throne of the Thunder King, like that was pretty. That was awesome, that. and I yeah I didn't do it at the time, and someone carried me through after the fact. I'm like, man, I wish I could experience this with with a difficulty. Exactly because it's boring. Like it, the visuals are great, but without the thunder hitting hard as thunder should, it's just it's too big of a disconnect. It's hard to even appreciate. It's hard to enjoy, and I find that activity boring a lot of the times. Yeah, or sometimes the reverence comes from the difficulty right like i, I think max ramus kind of looks like butt like it was made in mm-hmm. vanilla or the warcraft it doesn't look that great and they brought it forward to wrath of lich king but i have a lot of reverence for it because i will never forget learning the Hygen dance like ever like you you say you say next to me and i just think of oh the Hygen, like just like the shafts of green slime coming up and murdering half the raid and everyone's screaming and everyone trying to figure it out like you know a lot of that comes from difficulty like the memories and it makes something more important. Um, anyway, it's a good game. You should play it. Everybody You should play final <laughs> fantasy 14. I don't know if you've heard about it. It has a really good free trial. It's yeah, it, the free trial services it very well because to me it was a bedside book. And when bedside books get long, particularly those early ones, you gotta put it down. You gotta walk away and just say, yeah, you'll still be there. And knowing you're not paying a fee in the background while you get through a lot of Realm Reborn. It was very encouraging for me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it covers up to the point where I think you'll get invested. True. Which might be a bad thing if you don't want to spend money. <laughs> you could do worse. Like, you can definitely, definitely go down worse rabbit holes if you're looking to not spend money. That's fair. That's fair. That's always true, though. So, you know. I'm not going to say any names because, you know, everyone has their favorite game, so I'm not going to say any names, but, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> you want to take a question or two before we bring it home? Oh, yeah. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. You can write into feedback at startgrindinggear.com or for supporting us on Patreon or you're a member of our YouTube membership. 
We've got Discord channels for you. It's a nice little perk, members-only area. We've got a dedicated channel in there for questions. Fire away. And that's exactly what Wafifi did today and said, Kyle, I've got a question for you. As a gamer parent, have you found that your time constraints change your approach to what games you play? What are some good tips you have for other gaming parents to manage their personal gaming time? That's a great question. Uh, Project-based is good. You got to focus. Of course, I'm in a weird spot because of content creation. So this is really the first time in my life where I've not been able to focus on a single game until the end. Because we're bound, you know, we played some Last of Us. Uh, Persona 5 is currently on the back burner while I do Ragnarok. And then we got all the Final Fantasy. Could and then you, could jumps you please up finish Star Wars before the Star Wars sequel comes out? Ex- dude, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I, I don't by any means hate that game. You just end up kind of making choices along the way, right? Um, but project games are the big one. And... A lot of that satisfaction can be found, too. And if you have a gaming partner, getting them time to game, because you know, I'm holding I'm holding full three month old right now. I got to pace while watching some Elden Ring last night. We made it to <laughs> a very big field. We didn't expect to find in the map when and like got 10 times bigger. And we're like, oh, my God. Oh, no. The map just keeps going. Right. But. I find gaming satisfaction in seeing Kristen play and allowing that time to exist too. So in some aspects, uh, I saw that, but it's very like compartmentalized, right? And and in that way, I often have like my relaxation game. And sometimes that's Slay the Spire. Sometimes that's crafting or something in an MMO. And right now it's Loop Hero. Like I'm just, I'm all for the loops for this brief time. Probably going to like start up a tower defense after that. Is it, would, you, always, would you say you're you're searching for games that you can uh, pause and walk away from without yes issue, and that is very important. And uh, I I point you to the wonderful game that maybe is Persona Five if you're interested in that, or maybe some sort of turn based game where you can walk away. Those games can really satisfy. As what a lot of people romanticize is, is the little grub face, like the like literally like like a little larva, and they just kind of like on your shoulder and, and ooze. That that brief window, you can have a controller. But for the most part, at least when it comes to my kids, they want to see the world. They want to keep moving. And I can't hold a controller. I can't click anything. So being able to pass that time off <laughs> and still being able to enjoy a video game the size of Elden Ring while supporting someone else's gaming has been really, really helpful. <laughs> That's rad, man. Uh, and then along the same lines... Foxhound wants to know if there's any gaming experience you look forward to sharing with your kids. We had a similar question to this in the past and they told me to pretend. So, uh, mm. <laughs> is there, is there anything I know? I know right now you're uh, sharing Mario Kart. Yes. Mario Kart is a, is a big, big hit in the house, both physical and digital. To, to me, I, I, th- I think I would be really excited to show them Zelda and I'd, even though I didn't grow up with Link to the Past, I'd probably show them Link to the Past because also, like, to Katie, Link to the Past is the greatest game of all time. Um, and to me, it's more timeless than an N64 Zelda. The toughest thing I'm... So to, to get that age range, you know, right now we have a three-month-old and three-year-old. As they get older, I'm sure this is easier, right? But right now we're hitting fear in three. And, and like, we're watching, let's say, Lion King. And you go to the hyena graveyard and it's not so much like hyenas attacking and like jumping out. It's more tension. It's like you go into the graveyard and the mist is rolling 
and Simba and Nala look a little worried. And then a little bone cascades down the pile of elephants. And that's where the three-year-old goes, mm, 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 and just runs to the other room. It's like, I'm not watching this. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, the cornfield in E.T. Right, the corn, yeah. Oh, like, sleeping with mom and dad like that his- night. <laughs> And granted, we we grew up at the edge of the 80s, right? Like our parents were just like, ah, why don't you watch Ghostbusters? And you're just like, that's, are you serious? Like that's since, and there's like kids the shows about Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. It scared dude, the shit out of me. Dude, exactly. Like the librarian going, Rrr. like it's terrifying. I had a, a distinct phobia of of corpses, like semi-decomposed corpses. And it sure. was because of Ghostbusters, specifically the, is it two with the rotting dude in the taxi or is that that's one. yeah that's one that's one that's when one. uh they're, they're the rotting really dude in the taxi song uh the crypt keeper because like yeah, the crypt one keeper. time yeah, turned the tv on it just happened to be the beginning of tales from the crypt which i think is danny elfman music so i was like i like batman this sounds like batman and then corpse rockets out of a coffin scares the shit out of me um yeah. and uh last crusade the guy dying at the end of last yeah. crusade yeah that was uh, a weird one too had a massive phobia of partially decomposed bodies dude yeah that guy turned around in the cab was terrifying yeah and but there was toy lines there was a tv show you wanted to know what it was based off of yeah i got a little bit older and i was they had a tales from the crypt game show i think and i used to watch the shit out of it like i got a little bit older and and i was i was totally fine and now i'd like i love horror so you know. Exactly. So, like, you know, there's that there's that aspect of like, did those horrible <laughs> '80s experiences make me enjoy monsters more as I got older? Like, is that is was that integral to my experience? I, I personally believe that horror is a great part of any adventure, and so I'm really excited to share things like Ocarina of Time. That absolutely had those redheads scared the absolute mind out of me. Just terrifying when you woke up as an adult and headed out into that square and they're screaming at you like that that's a no-go you know i, I want to protect those sort of things but i also believe that that fear is part of an adventure a hundred percent so i'm really excited someday someday when the rating's right when the time is right dark souls original ocarina of time maybe you know maybe i'll get one of those upgraded versions i got i got my uh n64 here with like the original music and everything on it but they would probably enjoy something a little more modern looking and my nostalgia over the graphics probably helps too much Mm, i i feel like the what the most up-to-date thing is the 3ds release right i don't i don't think they look that much better of course if you play it if you play it on a 3ds it's a smaller screen so you don't notice it as much but there's also things you might forget like sexy things. I, I, I know my parents would often forget like some scene. They'd be like, oh, this is a great action movie and like turn it on or like I'd watch James Bond with my dad and he'd be like, whoa, I did that when I was watching it, you know, in the theater by myself. I didn't really picture like, I would be like, oh man, I'd love to see my kid play through The Witcher. What a fabulous game. I might not want to be like sitting there when they do the horse sex scene. If you haven't played Witcher, that sounds really bad. It's a, it's a fake horse. I don't know if that makes it better, but you know, just ride with it. Just ride with it. The horse is dead. That doesn't make it better. The horse is fine it's a unicorn or something but it it's like that is a great game but in those moments maybe i can avoid the are you winning son moments and be like well i'm thirsty and like you know for no reason dad gets up and leaves and doesn't come back you can have this experience by yourself 
Exactly. Enjoy. Enjoy. I don't, I don't want to edit it for you, but I don't necessarily also want to experience it alongside. Yes, I don't you. need to be here for this. Yeah. So, you know, you enjoy, you know, Shinji visits Ray's apartment. Dad just kind of goes, well, I'm hungry, <sighs> you know, and like just gets up and leaves and like lets the kid have the moment. Oh, God. Naked people are going to happen in their lives. So we got to get them I, ready I just, for I, it. I, but. I have a distinct memory of seeing titanic in the theater with my mom and it was the the first time i can ever remember my mom not like covering my eyes because there's nudity on screen i guess because it was like <laughs> he's drawing her it's artistic sure and i remember just it's sitting there like this is the most awkward she at, at that point up to that point in my life that was the most awkward experience i ever had that, that it was a mundane boob for sure like that was not uh <laughs> It was lit very flat. Like it is actually, it, I mean, it is, it is actually fairly artistic. Um, yeah, it's just a human form. But like for, yeah. for me, like my, my mom just like completely forgot like dirty dancing. Like, you know, some of the scenes that happen or um, what's the one where he's in bump, the bump, name bump, of the bump, movie. Bump. No, no. <laughs> sunglasses for Tom Cruise. Is that dirty dancing? No, that's, that's risky a, business. Risky business. Risky business was the one that like just left her brain that like 90% of this movie is actually about the risky business. And that was probably my most like, mm. and there was a lot like, you know, it was just part of the ratings bringing up other action movies in the, in the movie there, like airplane has a moment where just boobs just run on screen. Cause that's what you did in the eighties. Right. Like that was the first time point. I ever saw that was like my, but our mutual friend, Brian, who did the music for the beginning of this podcast, his 16th birthday. We rented it on a lark. None of us had ever seen it. And then that scene popped off a room full of almost the 16 and almost 16 year old boys <laughs> cheered. It was, it was the most stupid. It was like a sitcom gag level of, of expected dunce brain bowl. It was wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. wonderful. I, I started like a movie club with my friends when we were in like late high school where we did like Hannibal and you know, like all like a whole bunch of horror movies, a whole bunch of classics and, that was the right way to experience. We did Hellraiser two chats talking about that. Like I had a, that's the right way to experience it. I had with, a buddy I was in a garage band with that was really into Tarantino um, and, and sure. similar style movies. So he was, he's the reason I ever even watched a Tarantino movie for the first time. And also I, I honestly think the movie kind of sucks now, but at the time it was, is over the same cloth, which was a uh, um, boondock saints. Mm. I don't think it holds up. I think it's like trying too hard to be cool now, ex- except for Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe was a, still amazing in boondock saints but to me it's like the cringy level of trying too hard to be a cool movie um but yeah that's the same same thing but that's that's the guy who got me into tarantino so my actual answer is minecraft i'm actually really uh, i really look forward to minecraft uh that that is that is like my agreement like branch i I'm old man about roblox i see roblox i know i played battlenet i played the worst possible games i had ever played i did i did new grounds like i grew up on the internet i played a lot of awful games and a lot of awful awful modes made inside other games but when i see roblox i'm just like what are you trying (laughs) to sell my child this is just no can't do it but minecraft can be very scary like legit like you're down in you're down in your hole you bill and it's like anything in context can be scary yeah redeads scared the shit out of i know redeads scared you we've talked many times about how redeads like uh, scarred both of us because i i i don't think i've done it much on this program but i've teased you before for you were a bit of a what's the word i'm looking for 
You're an extremely sensitive child from stories you've told me. It seems like. I was, I was, and I've teased yeah, you about that, <laughs> that there are some things you've told me. I'm like, in what universe is that scary? Cow? But you, one time you brought up Redead, and I think you were expecting me to kind of tease you about it. And I was like, no dude, Redead scared the shit. Out yeah. Of me. Yeah. 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 Now Redeads are terrifying. Of course you go back now and it's like, they're like eight pixels. Sure. The faces are still awful. Um, but yeah. Uh, maybe even more horrifying in the low graphics, but yeah, you know, I was informed often that I was a sensitive child. It was kind of, you know, one of the buzzwords of the time. And, but, and that's why I kind of find it so interesting. I did love monsters so much in the end, I, you know, sort of watched them through my fingers, but if it's a good monster, man, I, like no matter how scary it gets, like that's worth watching. Uh, there's a thin line. I feel like between, uh, uh, intrigue and, and fear. Like if you're and imagination. Yeah. Like how much, how much does uh, this has gotten really, really deep. So I hope people are non parents <laughs> are still, but you know, that's like something I'm judging. Like how big is this kid's imagination? Like, do I need to worry about single images? And like, I couldn't sleep at all after seeing independence day. Independence day is not terribly terrifying, but they're in the basement with data getting strangled and the, you know, talking through him with the president in the fog. Yeah, that's fair. It's pretty freaking scary. Independence and Day started my uh, alien obsession, and then I started watching a lot of abduction shows on Discovery. So terrifying. While Independence Day didn't scare me, the path it set me on scared the shit out of me because that was right around the time we moved out into the country of Florida, middle of nowhere, actual pitch black at night, can mm. see the stars, and uh, that messed me up. <laughs> well, and, I, and there are people who can like I, th there's people who can just grab their phone like get in a twitter argument and be like tick 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 ah uh, my thought is shared put down their phone walk away i'm not one of those people i i will i will argue with the shampoo bottles in my <laughs> shower and i'm going to picture aliens coming at like i was looking at i was looking at apartments and and it was like here's the master bedroom i was like ooh. Here's master closet. One of those little weird holes, you know, that have the one that's square has the plank over it, but there's no ladder to pull down. It's was like, this was this an apartment or a house? This is, it's, I guess it's been a house, like a rental house. But oh, okay, uh, know, it, probably an attic. Yeah, but there's no pull down. There's no string. There's no. It's just a hole that someone put a plank over, and it's like nah. Uh, here, nope. here anyway, it, it's usually there because it's it's probably easy access for some sort of piping. Like it might Bad, be near, no. might be near a bathroom or the. Closet's freaky enough as it is. There could be anything in there. I do not need hole to. You let's you know end of the show. I'm going to drill down with some a really personal question right here. Hey, okay. you remember that time you came over and you DM'd a one shot in what used to be my old office when mm -hmm. I was yeah. when I was renting my grandfather's old place from him. Mm -hmm. So we sat on the floor on that horrible stained faded pink carpet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, by the door into that room was a half closet. I don't know if you remember. It was like one of those slatted doors you see so often in Florida. Sure. Um, if you, we referred to that, Katie and me, because that was the first house we lived in together. We referred to that as creepy closet because yeah. it had just a, a push attic access. Nah. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Anything could be up there. Like that, that's the, that's the horror of the situation. It came in extreme handy. We had uh, we had uh, uh, like a family of rats die up there, and that access helped us clean it out much easier. Yeah, it Lovely. was awful. It was awful. Lovely. It smelled terrible, absolutely terrible. Yeah. 
If you'd like to support these types of <laughs> discussions, these types of overly familiar overshares, you can go to supportourbromance.com. Oh. <laughs> it's the end of the show. It sounds like... And the left is torn. I'm all out of faith. <laughs> no, I, I did think it's a little bit... Um, what uh, the but, 90s well, did you bring in here? Your body is Wonderland. It's a little what's-his-face. Oh, uh, 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 surprisingly good guitarist. What's his name? Uh, I want to say John Denver, but that's nope. not right. But John it's one Mayer. Of those John Mayer. John Mayer. Yeah, yeah. Body is Wonderland. I don't like that song, but I do kind of like No, no. It's, it's Well, it's a time and place, and I don't like it's it. It's a time and place. He's a hell of a good guitarist. Though. Anyway, you can go to supportourbromance.com if you enjoyed this this has got to be our most unhinged episode so far. <laughs> got to be. I had a lot of fun. No, hey, the Mandalorian episodes are coming up. Don't you worry. I it's needed get... this. I needed yeah. this today. Uh, I want to thank you, Kyle. I want to thank our patrons over at supportofbromance.com. I want to thank our wonderful Gearbox members over on our YouTube membership. Thank you so much for the support, everybody. And uh, thank you to our most recent patrons, Sour Raisins and Ashley Dawn. Thank you very much. You named yourself that. I'm not calling you Sour Raisins. That is the title you have chosen. And there's a very special level of patrons we thank each and every episode, and that's our wonderful, legendary level backers. We'd like to thank Sean B., Mike R., Stephen J., Wayra E., Das, Cheesy Bob, Sean with an EAB, and Vextras. Thank you very much for your very, very generous support. If you want to get thanked each and every episode, well... Go check out the legendary level over at supportourbromance.com. And if you just want to support us at any level, whatever works for you works for us. Supportourbromance.com. That's going to do it for this episode. You can follow Kyle at Kyle Ferguson. I am on Twitter at Garrett Art. We have a joint account at Garrett and Kyle. I had a crazy day today and completely forgot to tweet from any of them. And I tweeted. You can find our wonderful YouTube channel at youtube.com slash TV, or just search for Grinding Gear on YouTube and click on our two silly faces. It's, it's a little icon. It's got both of us on there. Go find all of our wonderful videos there. We'll see you tonight for our live stream. We'll see you next Tuesday for another live stream. We'll see you every Wednesday for our video uploads. But until all of that comes to pass, GG. Take care. <laughs>